Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3.
626 on uh, Wednesday morning, 97.3 CDFM. Power in the name. And it's a really, really exciting song for a great morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show again. Don't be simply goal conscious, be growth conscious. Don't focus on the destination, focus on the journey. Goal conscious people are motivated by their goals, growth conscious people are matured by their growth. Whilst goals may be seasonal, growth is lifelong. While goal-conscious people are challenged by their goals, growth-conscious people are changed by their growth. So don't stop when your goal is reached. Reach for more in growth. So this is a season of growth. Stretch your mind. Stretch yourself to do more than you were asked to do. And growth is not only in doing, it's also sometimes in refusing to do. Because what you walk away from will determine what God will bring to you. So there are some things you walk away from. Needless arguments, unnecessary confrontation, time exhausting people. So growth is not doing more things. It's actually doing fewer things. It's narrow. It's focused on the things that really matter to your destiny. So resolve to stop doing some things. <laughs> That's also part of growth. Yes, so we're growing this year, we're growing this quarter by cutting out unnecessary expense, avoiding unnecessary confrontation, and cutting distractions. Business Sense is brought to you by ADB Plus, or the Payday Plus gives you up to 80% of your net monthly salary, or eight or 10,000 CDs. No interest paid in the first 30 days, money hits your account the same day. Call 243 273 369 or 244 284197. Let's 
Today the color of the <laughs> the liquid uh, what's the name of this the green thing she's it's drinking is orange. Yeah. So yesterday she drank something green. Today she's drinking something orange. It's called 2022. <laughs> we'll keep in shape. It's called effective, effective living. Yes. Maybe for effective living. Effective living. Yeah. Natural this is the, this is the yeah. nutrition part. And this is all natural. We haven't gotten to the nutrition week yet. No, this one. No chemicals. Nothing. This all natural. Carrots. Carrots. Cucumber, cucumber, and some ACV. What's ACV? Apple cider vinegar. Okay. How come the uh, cucumber we can't see? We can only see one. We can't see green. Well, the color of carrots is powerful. So carrot yeah. is strong. Yeah. Carrot is what vitamin? You did science. Vit- no, I didn't do science. Ca- carrot vitamin. Vitamin. I, I think, think it's A. A. Yeah. Vitamin A. Yes. I believe it's A. You know how it's I know. Good for your eyes. Usually, the way we do the two and is that the ones that are bright colored is vitamin A. <laughs> So that's how we pass cross signs. So palm oil, I think, is also vitamin A. The things that are bright in color are vitamin A. Oh, yeah. Hey, you pass your exams, Pedro. There's a method of passing exams. There is. Whether the thing will move from the notebook to the exam sheet without passing through your head. Charlie, I have a very random question for you this morning. Ask me, yes. You're going to be like, where is this coming? What is in messy cream? A dropper. They think they work. Yeah. Why are you doing some no, marketing messi- campaign for them? No, I'm not. What I honestly, I'm not. No, but it just it works, and I and it's been working for since time immemorial. So I wonder, so, what no. is it about messy cream the, that has lasted? A dropper. Fidelity Bank has exciting news for you to serve you better and enhance your customer experience. We are phasing out our old customer experience number. 3355 to make way for our new toll-free number 0800-003355 effective first January you can call us on that number and both numbers will be operational till the 22nd when only the toll-free 0800 will be useful you can also reach us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and more Fidelity Bank believe with us if you're enjoying the AFCON it's because of Total Energies where Brandon has grown not just in Africa but in Ghana as well we are now a Hall of Famer in the Ghana Oil and Gas Awards and we are powering Africa to the next level. Thank you for your dedication and your commitment to the Total Energies brand. We will continue to deliver quality and innovation. Total, thanks for making us number one. Let me say good morning to Nathan Kwao again. Good morning. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm alright. Is it a one-go tournament or what? Everybody's <laughs> like, apart from the first game where Burkina lost 1-2 to Cameroon, Every game is either one zero or zero zero. Right, it will open up. It, we haven't even had a one one. No. It will yes, open up. It's either one zero or zero zero. What is going on? Yeah, I mean, it no, is it the pitches? No, no, no. Just, is it the weather? Just, 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 just being look, cautious. Everybody's being cautious. Is it Rojamila? Is it a lack of strikers? Like, what's happening? I don't understand. No, I'm just saying it will open up. You sure? That's the initial stage where everybody's trying. So you mean the first round? Everybody's cautious. Everybody's cautious. Now when mm. people sit down and realize that, okay, look, I haven't won a game. <laughs> I <laughs> need to win. Are you sure? Don't open up. They'll start scoring. Don't open up. Charlie, I can't even predict today's score. Mali versus Tunisia. Zero. Zero. <laughs> the Equatorial Guinea versus somebody. Cote d'Ivoire one. Equatorial Guinea nil. Well, so far, I mean, the North African teams are oh. not. Aside, you know, 
But Even Morocco, with, because Morocco. Algeria drew Sierra Leone. Yeah, and look at Egypt yesterday. Taliban Nigeria is on fire. Oh, Niger. Nigeria is challenging. Oh, if the black stars drop, I have my team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move to the, I agree. the headlines. <laughs> the Daily, gra- <laughs> Daily Graphic says, replacing mm. aging farmer population, 500 youth receive support. All right. 6.1 police, 6.1 million CD police medical emergency fund launched. All right. And academic calendar to be out soon. That's a, according to Dr. Edu Chum. Mm. And on the back page of the Daily Graphic, Stars coach charges players to work harder. Charge! <laughs> Charge! And Nigeria Super Eagles shock Egypt 1-0. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, mm. let's go to the Ghanaian Times front page. Emergency support for injured police. President launches 6.1 million Ghana CDs medical fund. Mm. And inaugurates police hospital virtual medical center. All right. Mm. Also, SNIT increases pension by 10%. Okay. Yes, the Labor Commission is inviting government and UTAG over industrial action. Mm. Lands Ministry vows to clamp down on illegal activities in the sector. Mm. And on the back page, yeah, natural strikes as Nigeria sink Egypt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Daily yeah. Guide says President launches 6.1 million CD police medical fund. All right. Five uh, five fire officers hot mm. over missing 30,000 cities at accident scene. All right. SNIT increases benefits by 10% and Transport Council tackles 40% fare increment. All right. Mm. The finder front page, President launches 6.1 million Ghana cities fund. Mm. No decision taken to increase transport fares. This is GRTCC speaking. Mm-hmm. First Sky founder urges government to consider two sessions of dialysis on the NHIS. All right. To Binko donates 3.9 million Ghana City's new headquarters to Police Professional Standard Bureau. Mm. And support to agribusiness will remain our priority, says the board chair of ADB. All right. The new crusading guide says police hospital commissioned as president launches 6.1 million CD police medical fund. Fight against illegal logging continues hmm. unabated. Honorable oh. Benito charges. Yeah, yeah. Granting bail to Gomafete assailants suicidal mm-hmm. resident member. And a medical expert endorses Sontina 74 mixture for <laughs> COVID-19 treatment. Yo. <laughs> mm, all right. The Chronicle front page. Torture chamber at Takwa Police Station. What? Information center operator subjected to cruel treatment oh. for calling Commander Sasabonsam. Hmm. <laughs> Stop peddling <laughs> rumors, Utumfo tells media. Mm-hmm. I'm NDC, but Ekufuado has given me AstroTurf. Mm. Who's saying this? Nana Koko Sapong. All right. And government invests 1.1 billion Ghana cities in Agric to create jobs. Also, Proverbs 12.10, whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, mm. but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. <laughs> All right, the Republic Press has a number of stories. The biggest one, SP gets busier. As sacked Okromouth accountant petitions over (laughs) calf cash. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then the the police uh, medical fund story is also here. Mm -hmm. Sexagenarian commits suicide. Sad story. Mm. Masses queue for COVID-19 jab. Mm -hmm. Minority to file urgent question in parliament. Mm. And GNFS comments CFO for reviving service. If you go online, citynewsroom.com, stop the hypocrisy, support national interest or punkrumah to opposition. Also, GPRT dissociates itself from decision to increase fares by 40%. Now, the accountants, as you read, who allege misuse of donations are sued Kath over dismissal and five fire officers interdicted over alleged disappearance of 30,000 cities from accident scene. Instead of saving lives, they were stealing money. Still on citynewsroom.com, 
technical university administrators back UTAC strike. Nestle moves to replace coagulated ideal carnation milk products from the market. And Lighthouse Chapel applies for default judgment in suit against Manasseh and others. My journal online is talking about cocoa, children in cocoa labor. We have not failed to protect children. This is Fifi Boafo. Also, Nestle recalls 24 batches of milk from the market. Apologizes for inconvenience. Metro Mass Transit sympathizes with victims of Bibiani and Yasu Road crash. And Akufalo launches 6.1 million CD police medical fund. Uh, at the police hospital, Star FM sacked cut accountant petitions OSP over 106,000 prominent people. Cash also man commits suicide over hardship at Anglo Afia Denigba and Boko Rexek bans two men from riding on one motorbike. Ghana News Agency talks about fair wages. They said they will review the single spine salary structure this year, snit ups monthly pensions by 10%, and fire guts fish ovens of fishmongers at Axim. BBC is leading with Novak Djokovic. Story is so intractable. Like, this is tennis number one or number two, I think. Number now, number one. Djokovic admits breaking isolation while positive. And while we're at it, the president of Botswana is working back to work after self-isolation. And there's power restored in Kenya after major power outage. That's also coming from East Africa. Okay. Um, should we start with the president launching the police hospital virtual medical center mm-hmm. and the fund for police? So speaking at the ceremony at the police hospital at Cantonments in Accra, the president commended the police administration, the management of police hospital for constructing this OPD. It's a new OPD that they have to help decongest the existing facility, which hitherto was responsible for seeing to patients with emergency cases as well as regular OPD patients. Now, he also made a personal donation of 100,000 Ghana CDs to the fund. And he said that the new virtual OPD attendance through diagnosis, laboratory referrals, prescription of drugs and subsequent reviews, among other medical processes, can be done without one having to travel from his or her station. The virtual medical center is the first of its kind in the public sector. Mm. And the president said it's worthy of emulation and could not have come at a better time as we're still battling this COVID pandemic. So, yes, the police hospital has a new virtual medical center so people can get medical care without having to travel to the hospital stay with the police you read a story about some torture chamber and something that happened somewhere yeah, that's on that's in the chronicle okay what's the details it's quick if you can get to the chronicle yes. the police torture chamber where they call somebody yes. Sasabun, Sasabun. Sasabun. exactly okay mm. so this is on page two and three in the chronicle so a 37 year old resident of dumping pep well, near taqua in the western region thank you no, oh, Pepeza. Ah, okay. Okay. His name is Yao Atta. Mm. Now, he has accused the Takwa Divisional Commander of the Ghana Police Service, Chief Superintendent George Kuma, of consigning him to a wheelchair after failing to restrain his men who were torturing him oh. in his office. Oh. Now, he narrated his ordeal to the Chronicle. He operates a local information center in his area. He said on New Year's Eve, that's December 31st, 2021, six hooded policemen hooded. from the Takwa Divisional Command came to his house and arrested him. Mm. He was sent to the Divisional commander's office he was handcuffed to a plastic chair like a dog subjected to severe beatings in the presence of the chief superintendent he alleged that the hooded policeman continuously hit his knee and his ankle with sticks while he was still handcuffed now he said that when he asked the divisional commander why he was being subjected to such inhumane treatment the commander retorted that he the victim was using his local information center to malign him he thought the divisional commander that's the victim thought the commander would intervene for his men to stop but his pleas 
pleas were ignored. He said that when the hooded police officers and their boss realized mm. that he couldn't walk after the torture, they then sent him to hospital for Funny. treatment. He's been discharged now, mm. but he cannot walk because of the severity of injuries he suffered. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Page 13 of the Daily Graphic Smiths is in the news. Mm. Now, they say they have increased monthly pension payments by an average of 10%. Mm-hmm. Now, the review will see all 225,000 pensioners on the SNIP pension payroll as of um, the end of last month, mm-hmm. having their monthly pensions increased by a fixed rate of 9.68%, mm-hmm. plus a redistributed flat amount of 3.44 CDs. Mm. Okay, now the review, which was done in consultation with the National Pensions Regulatory Authority, mm-hmm. and along with Section 80 of the National Pensions Act, was informed by the change in annual inflation in 2021 and the change in average wage of act- active contributors mm. in 2021. Stay with the graphic front page story. Increase in farmer population, half mm-hmm. a million young people to be supported yep. to enter farming. Yes. Now, an initial batch of 500 youth farmers, mm-hmm. processors and um, agricultural technology developers across the country are being supported to use technology and other innovative ways to engage in smart farming. All right. Another national entrepreneurship and innovation program NEIP. Their support will also train their youth in modern agriculture and help them generate appreciable incomes to meet their personal and business needs mm-hmm. through farming as a commercial business venture. Dubbed the Youth in Innovative Agriculture, the program is expected to replace the aging population in farming as it trains the next generation of young and smart farmers to ensure agricultural productivity and food security. Meanwhile, GRA says workers earning 365 cities salary won't pay tax then this is a story on the ghana report it says the ghana revenue authority has indicated that Ghanaians who earn 365 cities and below as monthly salary will not be taxed now the authority in a tweet explained that the move was because of the amendment of the income tax act act 1071 now i want to stay with stories like this gprtu is dissociating itself from the decision to increase transport mm-hmm. by 40 percent this is on citynewsroom.com the Ghana Private Transport Union has dissociated itself from the decision taken by Consent Drivers Association to increase transport fares by 40% from next week. Now, the drivers said the decision to increase fares from January 17 is to ameliorate the unbearable hardships facing drivers. However, GPRTU says there is no future plan to increase transport fares. Industrial uh, Relations Officer of the Association, Imo Rabas, said their decision to re- rather negotiate with government to scrap some levies on petroleum products is still going on. Now, in line with that, in the finder, mm. no decision taken to increase transport fares. This is from the Ghana Road Transport Coordinating Council, or GRTCC. Mm-hmm. They have announced that there has been no decision made by the council to increase transport fares by 40%. Mm. This was announced after the attention of the council was drawn on a news item making rounds on social media and other electronic platforms that transport fares would go up by 40% effective Monday, the 17th. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a press release, it was indicated that no such decision has been taken okay all right so we're on the theme of decisions mm. the lighthouse chapel international mm. they are seeking a decision from the court they filed three applications for judgment in default of defense against journalists Manasseh Azura winning Edina Pia, Suleiman Abrahama and the Media Foundation for West Africa in connection with three separate defamation suits it filed against the defendants mm. the suits are in respect of three articles the defendants published against the church titled Darkness in a Lighthouse Mm. in April last year, which the church is claiming um, are libelous. Now, the writ issued by Kweku Pencil, counsel for the church, in its statement of claim, averred that the defendants together published the three articles in which they allegedly launched scathing Mm. 
and disparaging attacks on the LCI and its founder, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Still on court cases, the accountant who was dismissed over his whistleblowing has sued the hospital. So, Confanochitin Hospital accounts officer who was dismissed after alleging that the hospital had misused COVID-19 donations has sued, claiming he was wrongly dismissed. He's called Awuni Achiriba. He wants the court to cause the decision by the governing board of the hospital to dismiss him. The court will hear the case on January 28th. Now, he had petitioned the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice over the alleged misapplication of funds by the hospital CEO and the medical director. The hospital's management denied the claims while the results of the Commission's investigations have not been made public. And PRO of the hospital says the hospital was yet to cite the suit. This is their PRO, Kwame Frimpong, who spoke to City News. Okay, with regard to the UTAG strike, the Labour Commission has invited government and UTAG for a meeting mm-hmm. today, actually, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. other stakeholders as well, to find a solution to the ongoing strike by the association. A statement signed by the Director of Administration and Human Resource of the NLC, Dr. Mrs. Bernice Welbeck, said the initiative was in line with its mandate. And the NLC revealed that when the UTAG faltered, Mm. when the commission was not served with the appropriate note for immediate intervention. They said UTAC should have complied where the commission would be served the required notice to enable it intervene immediately. Mm-hmm. In accordance with COVID protocols, representation by each side at the meeting is restricted to a maximum of two persons. Mm. So we'll see what happens, what the outcome will be of that meeting. Still today. on that, we will review single-spine policy this year. This is Fair Wages and Salaries Commission. This is GNA. They said they will commenced processes to review the single spine pay policy. El head of PR of the commission told the GNA in an interview that the commission was putting a team together comprising all stakeholders from the public and private sectors to commence the review. We know that some of the challenges we've seen in the mm-hmm. labor yeah. sector have been occasioned by different interpretations of what the single spine promised and what it said it would do. Ms. Ankara said the commission would hold a stakeholder engagement to kickstart the process. If you go to the front page of the Republic Press, SP gets busier. Mm. I sacked Okromov accountant petitions over cash cash. Yeah, that's what I read, but this mm. is... So, then he's going to court, he went to Shraj, and now he's going to Special Prosecutor, or is Special Prosecutor being urged to go into the well, matter. he has petitioned the office of the special prosecutor. In addition to yes, okay, yes, yes, that that's a very good story. Okay. All of that. Well, let's go to the FDA. Now, they've resolved to address complaints on coagulated milk. The story mm. has been making the rounds. The Food and Drugs Authority says it has put in place measures to address consumer complaints on coagulated milk products from companies such as Nestle Ghana Limited. The authority has indicated that it, ha- it has in receipt of consumer complaints and in line with best regulatory regulatory practices requested Nestle to respond to the complaints and initiate a recall of affected batches. So uh, people should be seeing There are conflicting reports about how many batches were recalled. Mm-hmm. So initially we were told about 50-something. If you go to my journal line, the story says Nestle recalls 24 batches of milk from the market, apologizes for the inconvenience caused. The story says that Nestle has recalled 24 batches of evaporated milk from the market following social media uproar after consumers discovered coagulated milk in the ideal incarnation milk tins. According to Nestle, the cause of the milk coagulation was due to the skimmed milk powder used to manufacture the milk. Mm-hmm. This, the company explained, has poor heat stability. Mm-hmm. Further investigations conducted by FDA in collaboration with Nestle revealed that the milk did not pose a health hazard. However, the company which prioritized, quote, the consumer which prioritizes that our consumers have the best experience with our products is recalling 11 batches of the ideal milk and 13 batches of carnation making 24. the fda's press release has pointed to 52 or so mm. so i don't know whether it's the same re- uh, recall or a different set of recalls page four of the republic press the ministry of foreign affairs is saying that there's a shortage of 32 page passport booklets 
<laughs> okay. Now, according to the ministry, there is a shortage due to supply-related challenges. But why were they even doing only five-year uh, passports? We are, we had passports for ten years. Ten now we reduced into five years. So every five years, you have to go for a passport. Mm. Um, but I thought the new ones were ten. I think so. Yeah. I don't even understand. So, so what are they? What, what are they doing about it? Uh, so they are saying that people they are trying to sort the situation out. In the interim, though, they've got forty-eight page booklets available. And the fees remain unchanged. Regular service 150, expedited service 200. Let's go to Boko. Rexec bans two men from occupying single motorbike. The Upper East Regional Security Council has banned men in the Boko municipality from carrying other passengers who are men on the same motorbike. The directive was given after an emergency meeting which was held last Thursday to discuss the security situation in the town. Rexec, after critically examining the security situation with immediate effect, banned a man riding on a motorbike and picking another man on the same in the Boki municipality and its environment. So that's the story there for you. Let me go to City Business News. Government charged to address exorbitant fees of shipping lines once and for all. This is Ghana Institute of Freight Forwarders. Now they are saying they are urging government to take a closer look at the shipping lines operating in Ghana and the exorbitant fees they charge importers and exporters. According to the freight forwarders who are in charge of the import and export of goods, the unreasonably high fees of shipping lines is increasing their cost of doing business. The institutions last year in September threatened to embark on strike for the situation which has been sh- seen shipping lines, charge fees, including container deposits, exchange rate differentials, and advisory fees. Because we know why this is important. The whole, uh, um, what do you call it? the discount uh, of benchmark value thing the first issue there is that if that thing had been continued good as it would have increased prices of goods and services so that suspension is like a temporary reprieve but the cost of freight has gone up globally so even without the benchmark thing prices would go prices are going to go up and already inflation has started inching upwards compared to previous months so salaries have been really increased you know, and so with all these agitations for labor, cost of living is going to go high. Government needs to do something about it. And uh, our import dependence is also too much. You know, we, we import too many things. And once the importers say they don't agree, we can't do anything. Meanwhile, in the long term, we need to be able to be sufficient in our own, like food. We're importing food from Nigeria. Hmm. We shouldn't be doing that. Anyway, that's a, a different discussion. Let's end with some quick international stories, if you guys have any. Otherwise, your final picks from the morning or editorials? Uh, well, minority, the minority in parliament is set to file an urgent question directed at the Minister of Transport, Kweko Foresiyama, on the mm. procurement processes mm. used to recently acquire Christmas trees and inspirations at the airport. Oh, but that's a yesterday's story. Mm. I think this morning there was a, an update from the board chairman of the company. Uh, let's do a quick editorials. Uh, uh, at least we have enough papers now. Yeah, we, we hadn't been doing that for a while. Yes. All right, so in the Ghanaian Times, we've got resource parks and gardens to prosecute mandates. Interesting. Parks and gardens. But we hear they got some vehicles and stuff recently, so All right. perhaps they'll mm-hmm. be able to, to, to All right. perform the, better. The Daily Guide says the Otum Force Wise Council. Mm. Meanwhile, the finder says road crashes, more investment in technology needed. And the Chronicle says SIM card re-registration boycott is not the way to go. Well, the Daily Graphic says let's get academic calendar out. Alright, mm. thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's mm-hmm. all we have time for. Coming up next is the City Business News. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 
Well, sorry to interrupt this program for a breaking news story. Information reaching us is that the whole country has been thrown into a state of joy and excitement about the new look of Total Energy's lubricants. Our correspondent Kwame Owusu is standing by to bring us the very latest developments. Kwame, what exactly is the situation where you are? <laughs> Emmanuel, I must say there's a huge crowd here with drivers and customers extremely excited about the new Total Energy's lubricants bottle. I have with me here one of the drivers. Hello, boss. Yes, you are live on Quartz 202.1 FM. Tell us the reason for your joy. My name is Wawon, and for 10 years, I use only Total Energy's lubricants for efficiency and performance of my car engine. With a new bottle, it's easier to read, carry, and pour. New bottle design and color, new label, new cap, and security features with a QR code. Massa is the same superior oil quality. Challenge this is performance at third sight. So you had it right. Total Energy's lubricants bottle have been entirely redesigned into a modern and premium pack to give you the best experience. Reporting live from the capital, this is Kwame Owusu. Courts, keep your engine younger for longer. See me, I know get that but I get digital banking, them sugar. Fidelity Digital Banking. Every day, I use a Fidelity mobile app for like a million transactions so I can make it happen cashless from anywhere. Oh, Lord of mercy. Even while I'm producing in a studio, I can top up airtime with my number one girl, cool call my WhatsApp banking assistant, do some online banking, and so much more. Now, I live like I have 30 billion with Fidelity Digital Banking. So, so enjoyment. Eh, enjoyment. I don't quan, I'm a pay. Try Fidelity Digital Banking and make it happen because Cause together we are more. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Time for the City Business News. Bobio says here with the details. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to you out there. Welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle Enterprise Life, and GCB Bank, and also powered by citybusinessnews.com. Let's start off from the transportation sector. Now, the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, GPRTU, says its leadership will hold a meeting before close of week to decide on whether to increase transport fares or not. Now, this is on the back of a threat by the concerned driver. Association to increase transport fares by 40% from 17th January. Now, the concerned drivers' association say their move is to ameliorate the unbearable hardship facing their members. In an interview with City Business News, Industrial Relations Officer of the GPRTU, Imora Abbas, urged the public to remain calm while it takes steps to finalize its decision. That will meet and come out to say what we have to the public. So for now, for now, we, we, we don't want to say anything which we haven't decided on. I will just presume today we've had a lengthy meeting. We break and we shall continue. And to include the date, we have to meet on that. By Friday at least. If not for anything at all, by Friday you hear from Imura Abbas is the Industrial Relations Officer for the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, GPRTU. 
Now, the Ghana Institute of Freight Forwarders, GIF, is urging government to pay a closer look at the shipping lines operating in Ghana and the exorbitant fees they charge importers and exporters. According to the freight forwarders who convey imported goods or goods for export from one point to the other, the unreasonably high fees of shipping lines is increasing their cost of doing business. Now, the Institute last year in September threatened to embark on a strike over the situation which has seen shipping lines charging fees, including containers deposit, exchange rate differentials, and administrative fees, among others. In an interview with City Business News, the chairman of the Tema chapter of the Ghana Institute of Freight Forwarders, Johnny Manti, said they will bring the matter up when discussions on the reversal of the discounts on benchmark values begins. In fact, they are ripping people off like, like nobody's business. They are, I mean, on holidays, they are even charging people. On public holidays, on uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, that they don't even come to work, they are still charging people. The kind of money that the shipping lines are making out of this town is important. That the government takes a look. If government should take a look at the sh just the shippers alone, we will not be worried about about about, about even uh, we, we would be actually be reducing our tariffs. So it's important that the government looks at it. They don't give a toss, excuse my language, of what happens within our space. Whether it rain or shine, whether there is an earthquake, there is COVID, they don't care, they will still charge you. So it's an area that government has to look at. Yes, people are concerned about uh, demorage, especially. I mean, GPH, most often, they will look at the space and um, once you apply to them, they, 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 they actually would um, waive certain the rent for you. But in terms of the lines, please, don't, don't even start. Because the longer you write, you you write a letter for applying for a waiver. The letter will takes the letter takes about two weeks. The, 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 the reply that you'll get is that oh, principal says, look, you should you should pay. And don't forget, it will not take cognizance of the fact that you wrote the letter some two weeks back. They will add all the all the other days that has accrued. That was the chairman of the Tema chapter of the Ghana Institute of Freight Forwarders, Johnny Mante. Now, turning to real estate, the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry is calling on the Real Estate Agency Council to create more awareness on its operational act. The Real Estate Agency Act seeks to regulate real estate agency practice, the conduct of real estate practitioners, commercial transactions in real estate, including its sale. It also covers the purchase, rental, and leasing of real estate, as well as other real estate transactions. Now, all these are geared towards ridding the industry of fraud, laundering of illegal income, and tax evasion to minimize the effect of these vices on the national economy and the image of the country internationally. Now, speaking to City Business News, Chief Executive Officer of the Chimba, Imano Sherry, says the council must work to enlighten the public on the act to protect them. You know, the Real Estate Agency Act is something that is going to be a game changer in the sector of real estate. That's uh, in the, the brokers sector as well as the agent sector. Because today, you and I know that a lot of people call themselves real estate brokers and agents and who are misleading a lot of innocent uh, uh, property uh, potential buyers and then the rent owners and what have you. So the system is completely being hacked into. And then most people also are using that particular system for money laundering. So today, that particular act has been a very welcoming uh, tool that is going to help develop the real estate sector. But the issue here is the bill has not been passed out into an act. The council has not been inaugurated, which is a welcoming news. Now, the next thing for them to do is to do sensitization. They need to sensitize the entire public. 
Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry, Emmanuel Sherry, there, still staying with real estate. Now, with the increasing population in urban areas coupled with a slow supply of accommodation, the issue of rent is becoming a major problem for many individuals. Now, in urban areas such as Ho, for instance, tenants have been at the receiving end of high rent as landlords are increasingly charging exorbitant rates, a development they have attributed to the increasing cost of building materials. Our Volta Regional Correspondent Desmond has more in this report. With the current rate of urban population growth and the inability of housing delivery systems to cope with the ever-increasing demand in many cities and towns, the urban housing crisis in developing countries has become a challenge to most people. Ghana, for instance, experienced several unsatisfactory situations in urban housing provision as a result of rapid population growth, a struggling economy, and persistent poverty as well as lack of effective and consistent public policy formulation and implementation when it comes to housing provision. In a green urban center such as Ho, where an average resident earns not more than 700 cities, the cost of rent becomes a headache as landlords mostly demand a minimum of one-year rent advance. Some landlords who have been speaking to me say the increasing cost of building materials have played a major role in the prices of rents being increased. It's the cost of living. And we can all witness how things are expensive in this country, especially the coursework of construction, the building materials. They are so expensive. So these are the costs of increasing the, the rent fees. According to this landlord, government's policies have not been favorable. The government said we should take six months, one year or three months. When you take six months, it will not enable you to finish another apartment. It has been giving us headache. So the cost of cement, sand trips, rocks, iron rod, these are the causes of increasing our rent fees. Some residents and students who also spoke with me registered their displeasure at the high cost of rent in green urban areas such as Ho. They say most of the landlords fail to provide the necessary amenities needed in their homes but charge exorbitant prices due to the emergence of corporate institutions and schools. Recently, I came from Akachi and I have come here for a remedial classes. But everything in Ho, buying things in Ho is very expensive. Uh, as compared to Akachi, even paying rent is even low as compared to Ho. So I want something to be done about it. The foreign students or the other students coming from the different region, coming to the region, so it has opened their eyes to increase the, uh, the rent for us. That's the only thing. Of course, as we say, the iron rods and other things are the same thing. If you buy iron rods, uh, to take you more than 20 years, you will not buy iron rods again. But because of the students, especially that's the youth students who need accommodation severe or seriously, that's why they have increased it. Desmond Ago filed that report. Now let's find out how the city is performing against its major trading partners. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the US dollar is selling at six CDs. It recorded no price change. The British pound remained unchanged as well and is selling at eight CDs, two pesos. The euro gained a peso, however, and is selling at six CDs, 81 pesos. The Chinese yuan remained unchanged and is selling at 94 pesos. The South African rand gained a peso and is selling at at 39 pesos. Please be guided that these figures will, however, be much higher at a forex bureau near you. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for part seven of the topic 10 mistakes that could cost you your retirement.
we continue to look at 10 common mistakes preventing Ghanaians from enjoying a comfortable retirement. Number one is failing to set a retirement goal with a numerical target. Number two is putting off saving for retirement until later. Number three is not having realistic expectations about retirement expenses. Number four is keeping all your money in a traditional savings account that would stay below inflation. Five is combining your investments for retirement and other purposes in the same account. Number six is having the wrong investment mix because you didn't match your investments to your time horizon and risk tolerance. Mistake number seven is carrying debt into your retirement. You might have incurred debt throughout your working years for reasons like acquiring a home, car, or business. You may have the resources to pay for your debt while working. However, don't make the mistake of thinking you can carry your debt into retirement and keep paying out of your retirement funds. You need to cater for those expenses outside of your retirement money or else it could significantly reduce the length of time your money will last in retirement. Don't let the thought of retirement scare you. Retirement planning is easy with Databank. Let's face it together. You have a Gillian Hammer of Databank, and that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle Enterprise Life, and GCB Bank, and powered by citybusinessnews.com. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Daddy woke it up with that thing, so yeah, the trunk room palm, I want to go. And I talk to Sala, no, no, so no, but no, I shall wait. My walk through the valley of the shadow of deadness, I mean, with that. Now, cause I'm foolish, I'm so yeah, I'm so yeah, no, I'm a massive, I'm a short to one side. See, cause I'm really not a short to one Thirty minutes past seven. City breakfast show. Kickoff is coming up shortly. It's brought to us by Lesherhu, the spirit of Africa, a symbol of our resilience and strength. What drives us to do more, become more, and achieve more? That's why we are scaling our digital power with you in mind. The power to create the reality we yearn for for Africa by Africans. Get ready as we prepare to embark on this digital journey together. This is Africa. We are Africa. Let's share our savings and loans. Let's improve lives. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Fentwitter here. Fentwitter is joining us. Sports news with a lot of focus on Afcon as well. Good morning, Fentu. Good morning, Bernard. Coming up on kickoff this morning, uh, Ghana confident Kudus Mohammed will join them in camp ahead of their second group game on Friday. Nigeria get their Afcon campaign off to a winning start, and Nova Djokovic admits to breaking COVID protocol in ongoing saga with Australia immigration. <laughs> for 
for staying with us. Let's begin with our first story. Uh, the Black Stars of Ghana, they held a recovery training session on Tuesday, a day after their opening day defeat to Morocco at the Africa Cup of Nations in Cameroon. Benjamin Nketiah observed proceedings and reports. The Black Stars of Ghana held a recovery training session at the start annex, right next to the Amadou Ahijo Stadium. Now, the training session excluded all first-team players, which means that Don Gideon Mensah and also Richard Atta are the ones who took part in this particular session. The media were barred from filming the session as Kaf explained that media will only be allowed into training sessions 24 hours before a match day. The FA also provided an update on the availability of Ajax starlet Mohamed Kudus. The FA says that it has been exchanging emails with Ajax Football Club and signs are looking positive and that Mohamed Kudus should eventually join the Black Stars in the coming days. When that eventually happens, he will be sent a plane ticket and then he will travel down to join his teammates, just like his uh, young compatriot Kamaldin Suleimana did a couple of days ago. From the Amadou Ahijo Stadium in Yaoundé, Benjamin Nketia reporting for City TV and City FM. Benjamin Nketia there, let's move it on. Uh, still with the Black Stars though, their head coach Milovan Rahivac uh, he says the team does not have issues with creating goal-scoring opportunities following their 1-0 defeat to Morocco in the AFCON 2021 tournament in Cameroon. According to the Serbian trainer, despite the defeat, Ghana created chances but were just unable to score. Rahivak is hopeful the Black Stars will be more clinical in front of goal in their next games against Gabon and Comoros. We're trying. We have, uh, you know, various approaches, you know, to the game. So uh, it depends how the situation develops on the pitch. So we always want to create chances. And today we created in counterattacks and some uh, shots from the outside. You know, unfortunately we didn't score, but we were very close to score the goal. So let's see. I, I hope that, you know, uh, we will have opportunity to create more chances and to score more goals in the, in the upcoming matches that uh, Milovan Rivat speaking through his interpreter Nina Glissage uh, there now Nigeria got their Africa Cup of Nations campaign underway in Group D with a stunning 1-0 victory over seven-time winners Egypt Kalechi Ihanacho's first half strike decided the match in which the Super Eagles largely dominated in what many have described as the best game of the tournament so far but despite the impressive start, Nigeria's interim manager, Augustine Equavon, who led the team to a third-place finish in AFCON 2006, says he's not putting pressure on himself to win the competition. Yes, I have been here before. I, I mean, on this seat, in 2006, we actually came out third um, in Egypt. And we're here now. Uh, nobody can say, you know, what will happen tomorrow. I don't know the future. Nobody will see our future. But like I've always said, I've always told the team we're going to take it game after game. Uh, one thing I can guarantee you is the boys are ready. From every first minute, we will contest the ball and contest the game and try to win every game. But we'll take it game after game. Nigeria entering boss Augustine Eguavon, but his captain, Ahmed Musa, thinks otherwise. Competing in his last AFCON, the 29-year-old striker says he has told his teammates to win the competition for him. Uh, I think uh, my first AFCON was in 2013 in South Africa. We won it. So my second AFCON is in Egypt, and we end up at the third position. So I think this is my last AFCON, and inshallah, 
I talked to the boys that with this, this is the only gift that you can give to me because this is my last Afghan, inshallah. So as you can see what the head coach say, we are ready. We are just waiting for tomorrow and inshallah I know that we're going to end up till the final and win the cup because everyone knows the importance of winning the trophy. That's Ahmed Musa there. He was speaking ahead of that game uh, against Egypt. Still in the AFCON, uh, Algeria, they began the, 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 uh, the defence of their title with a goalless draw against a stubborn and spirited Sierra Leone side in Group E. The Leon Stars goalkeeper Mohamed Kamara was named the man of the match. Sudan and Guinea-Bissau ended nil-nil. Guinea-Bissau missed a late, late penalty in that game. The penalty was missed by uh, Pele, one of their strikers. There are three games today in groups E and F to conclude the first round. Uh, the Tunisia, uh, they take on Mali. Mauritania face tournament derby turns to Gambia. And Cote d'Ivoire open their campaign against Equatorial Guinea. Speaking of Cote d'Ivoire, uh, they will have to play that particular match without their first choice goalkeeper, Sylvain Bohu. He's been suspended by football's world governing body, FIFA, for an alleged doping violation. The 33-year-old had been expected to be first choice for his country at the ongoing uh, AFCON in Cameroon, with the Elephants facing Equatorial Guinea in their first game later today. Uh, National team coach Patrice Bourmel was notified on the 26th of December that Bohu had tested positive for trimatizidine, uh, a heart medication that the world Anti-doping agency categorizes as a stimulant. Bohu had been uh, named in Cote d'Ivoire squad for the tournament three days earlier and was subsequently provisionally suspended. Now, Southampton, they comfortably beat Brentford 4-1 in a rearranged uh, fixture to move up to 11th in the Premier League in front of the Saints' new owner, Dragon Solak. And Bayern were the only champions from Europe's top eight leagues to make a profit in 2020 and 2021 season as the coronavirus uh, pandemic hit European football. Uh, the KPMG Football Benchmarks European Champions report analysed the finances of the champions of England, Spain, Germany, Italy, France and the Netherlands. Uh, Turkey and Portugal also included. Meanwhile, Premier League champions Man City were the only club to see their income increase compared to the previous season. Now, Man United interim boss Rack Rannett admits he's unsure why Marcus Rashford is struggling for form after another disappointing night for the forward in Monday's 1-0 win against Aston Villa in the FA Cup. Rashford, who has managed just three goals for his club this season, failed to make an impact in the third round. Uh, at Old Trafford before being taken off with less than five minutes left. Actually, I don't know. I think he's trying hard. He was uh, in training. He was he was do doing well in the last couple of days. That's why he quite rightly was at the starting eleven. Um, I think in the first half uh, we found him quite often, but uh, and, and and in the first half he also tried to get into the box. In the second half that was not uh, that often the case, and uh, that's why at the end of the game I decided to to make two changes with Anthony Alanga and with Jesse Lingard. Especially for strikers, it's important that they score goals on and off, that they have their moments of success, and um, um, of course it would be good for 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 example for Marcus if he could score a goal. But as long as he's trying. As long as he's training well, um, I don't see that much of a problem. A rough Ragnit there. A Newcastle United defender, Kieran Trippier, he says he's excited about the challenge of helping his new team avoid relegation from the English Premier League. The 31-year-old who arrived from Atletico Madrid for £12 million, plus add-ons, is Newcastle's first signing since the Saudi Arabian-backed takeover in October last year. 
Well, I think I made it, um, you know, clear a, a few months back that if I had the opportunity to come back to the Premier League, um, I'd, I'd love to do so. Um, you know, it's important for my family as well. Um, you know, and it's a great opportunity as well. You know, I'm the type of player who loves challenges. Um, you know, I had a had a challenge going to Atletico Madrid in the first place, changing countries, um, different league, and now I'm at Newcastle. Um, I know the position that they're in. Um, I'm here to help as much as I can off, on and off the field. Um, you know, I have a great relationship with the manager, as everybody knows. I've worked with them, uh, with the manager before, and I'm, I'm the type of player who who challenge who loves challenges, and this is certainly a challenge for me and one that I'm excited about. The, the main aim is obviously staying in the Premier League. You know, the the whole project with, with the club. You know. Uh, that's uh, Kieran Trippier there. Uh, before we go, uh, here's some uh, interesting uh, transfer stories uh, for you. Liverpool, according to reports, are ready to trigger the 75 million release clause in Sevilla and France defender Jules Koundé's contract this month. But Chelsea and Real Madrid also interested in the 23-year-old. And in some tennis news, Novak Djokovic has admitted breaching isolation rules after testing positive for COVID-19 last month, describing it as an error of judgment. In an Instagram post on Wednesday, the Serbian admitted meeting a journalist for an interview two days after he tested positive on the 16th of December. He says, quote, I accept that I should have rescheduled uh, and his activity has been scrutinized as the Australian government considers whether to deport him. Uh, at the moment, though, he is free to play in the Australian Open, which gets underway next Monday. That's all the sports for now. There's more on citysportsonline.com. Also join us on City TV at 12 p.m. today for uh, a look back on all of the AFCON matches from last night on the AFCON Daily Show. My name is Fentu. Tahiru Fentu. Good morning. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is
City Breakfast Show and quick request coming in from your mother to you, Marie France Nyamike Amoa Yabafojo. Your mother says today is your birthday. I will play a beautiful song for you. God bless you, Marie France of MX24. Happy birthday to you coming in from your mom, Efra Winfrey. And abundant birthday blessings to Ni Aitetego. The Eagle of Pukwasi, long may you live, coming in from Mrs. Samachuku. Alright, two stories come my attention this morning and uh, they are respectively in the Daily Graphic and the Chronicle. In the Daily Graphic, we are told that Replacing aging farmer population, 500 youth receive support. They are the first batch. Okay, the story says an initial batch of 500 youth farmers, processors, and agri technology developers across the country are being supported to use technology and other innovative ways to engage in smart farming. No problem there. Under the NEIP, the support will also train the youth in modern agri and help them generate appreciable incomes to meet their personal and business needs through financing as a commercial business venture through farming as a commercial business venture still no problem now the 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 problem the program is dubbed the youth in agriculture and expected to replace aging population of farmers as it trains the next generation of young and smart farmers to ensure agri productivity no problem then it says the project which is being funded from the 100 billion cd ghana covid 19 alleviation and revitalization ghana cares about Tampa program and the Ministry of Finance is targeted at players in the vegetable, maize, poultry, livestock, yam, cassava, and, uh, and cassava farming. Similarly, the program will provide support for those into agro-processing and agri-technology or solutions. Then it says the Ghana Cares is a three-year program to ensure the productive sectors of the economy are supported to spare growth and recover from COVID. Okay. My first problem is why a program in agriculture is being managed by the Ministry of Finance. That's my first problem. Because even though COVID has affected many sectors, the reason we have ministers for different sectors is that those sectors have information and they have a relationship with people in that sector. So if you want to do a program in for farming, I think the agri sector... Good. But that's not even my first... That's just a side issue. But I've just put that out there. The other thing we don't know is how much of the Ghana cares of Batampa, 100 billion. And guys, this is 100... 
100 billion cities how much of this billion cities is actually going into production of food do you understand me into production of food because later on we'll discuss our food situation how much of this 100 billion is going to be given to this um, youth in innovative agri program we don't know and how much of that amount will actually go into production good second story which really then brings the issue home government invests 1.1 billion cities in agri to create jobs all right now could you, i'm giving this as a foundation because i know you have some answers to some of the questions i'm asking the government of ghana has released 1.1 billion cities for the creation of more jobs in the food and agriculture sector the ministry of food and agriculture this is chronicle now is expected to invest the amount to boost job creation in the sector this was made public on the president's official twitter page with the caption more jobs to be created in the agri sector hashtag jobs for all the president added that the growth to be experienced would have a trickle-down effect on other sectors of the economy the minister for food and agriculture dr owusu Akoto, hadela explained that the modules under planting for food and jobs were and were underlying strategies to promote agribusinesses along the value chain to ensure maximum returns to job creation for the economy of ghana the modules are food crops rearing for food and jobs greenhouse technology and farm mechanization the deputy minister for the sector Yao gave the indication that an amount of 1.7 million farmers would be enrolled onto the planting for food and jobs program the first module for crops aims to promote food security and immediate availability of selected food crops on the market and also provide jobs the module was launched by the president at gosu on april 19 2017 in the Dembono region the objective of the program was to ensure the immediate and adequate availability of selected food commodities provide job opportunities for the team and unemployed youth in the agriculture and allied sectors create general awareness for all formal workers and public institutions to farm and establish backyard gardens and serve as food for import substitution okay so you have invested one or you say you have released 1.1 billion cities for job creation in food and agriculture again i have a problem it's an agricultural program and i have nothing against job creation but how much food are we going to produce after the 1.1 billion is released just that because for me when a problem becomes very popular like unemployment we throw a lot of things at it so graphic is saying 500 youth to receive support to replace aging farmers we are going to get them to do youth in tech agri in technology something 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 number two 1.1 billion cities to create jobs in agriculture now i'm asking these questions because when i look at the numbers when it comes to two issues food imports and food prices i think the focus on agriculture should be food production all right and i'm not saying we shouldn't employ people but the 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 pension for saying you've invested x amount of money and that that is going to naturally solve the food security problem i have an issue with it so for example you launched planting for food and jobs in april 2017 okay which food products can you say we are food sufficient in all right so mention the foods that you know that if there is no import for one year ghana will still be okay okay i have a few more questions for the minister of agri before i come to the finance people so you say you are releasing 1.1 billion for the creation of more jobs 
is this for 2022 what period is it for okay now you say you are going to enroll 1.7 million farmers in agri sector are these different from the one point whatever million that the minister of agri said they had employed remember he had been saying they've employed people in plenty for food and jobs are those people still employed or is this a new 1.7 million do you understand because if you've done plenty for food and jobs from 2017 to 2021 and then the president now tweets that oh we are releasing 1.1 billion and the minister's deputy says oh we are going to employ 1.7 farmers he said we are, they would be employed so are these different from those who've already employed so how many people have you employed and how different is that from the 500 youth to receive support now the reason i'm asking all these questions is, is a couple of things you know in november the minister of agri said that their statistics don't show that food prices had increased i don't know which statistics he was using because if you want to if you want to measure food prices there are two things you can do you can go to statistical service right and look at their inflation numbers all right i'm going to read two stories for you from the statistical service and you are what you buy food right Kokui? Of course. so I'm, I'm talking to you here okay Sept, uh, this is september 2021 food prices push august inflation rate to 9.7 percent this is benjamin aklama the continuous rise in prices of food items dominates overall inflation in ghana Data from the Ghana Statistical Service indicates that the year-on-year inflation for August rose, stood at 9.7. Food inflation in that month stood at 10.9 compared to 8.7 for non-food, which indicates a differential of 2.2 from the month of August. Then it says this will be the first time in several months that food inflation will contribute more than half of the consumer price index on a month-on-month basis. The contribution of food prices to overall inflation in Ghana has risen in the past three months. Food, in, food contributed 41.8 to the overall inflation in June, 47 in July, and 52 in August. Then they give the data for the first six months. This is August. Now let me move, let me move forward and uh, to December. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. December 2021, Bobi say housing, fuel, food, etc. pushed November inflation to 12.2. Yeah. Highest since 2019. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, 12.2, double digit, higher since 2019. Story, increase in prices associated with housing and transport across the country, as well as an overall increase in contribution of food to national inflation, have pushed the rate for November 2021 <coughs> to 12.2. This according to Ghana Statistical Service. The rate of inflation for the month of November is the highest recorded since the Ghana Statistical Service rebased the consumer price index in August 2019. According to data from the service, the 12.2% year-on-year inflation recorded for the month of November represents the sixth consecutive time that the inflation rate has risen since May 2021 and the fourth time this year that the rate has risen above the Bank of Ghana's targeted band of 8 plus or minus 2. Statistician Professor Samuel Kobina Enim noted that the latest rate of inflation beats the inflation rate recorded at the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat this. So, Professor Samuel Eden says, the latest rate of inflation beats the rate recorded at the peak of the COVID pandemic. Quote, the 12.2% we recorded is the highest rate of inflation we've recorded since the rebasing of the 
uh, inflation started in August 2019. Then he goes on to say, indeed, the 12.2% surpasses the rate of inflation that was recorded during the COVID era, which was 11.4. Then the issue of food versus non-food. This month, food inflation, 13.1, is higher than both last month of 11.5 and the average of the previous 12 months of 10.4. Food inflation's contribution to the total inflation increased from 44% last month to 47% in November. Overall, month-on-month food inflation was 2.1, which is higher than the 12-month national month-on-month average for food, which is 1. All the 15 food subclasses recorded positive month-on-month inflation, with vegetables recording the highest. Non-food year-on-year inflation on average went up against this month compared to last month, and they give the details. Then they give regional inflation, and I don't have time for that. All right. So this is statistical service saying that the component of inflation determined by food is growing higher and the food inflation itself has led inflation to be the highest in November since 2019, the highest since COVID. All right. Then my last point before I, I, I move to something else. When you go to the data from Statistics Research and Information Directorate of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture itself, Right? I'm still using 2021. We just started 2022. Data from Statistics Research and Information Directorate, S-SRED of MOFA, indicate a rising trend in prices of commodities across markets in Ghana. Now, what does the SRED do? They compile weekly prices for some agricultural commodities across selected cities in Ghana. So they look at maize, which is white, yellow maize, sorghum, millet, rice, local perfumed, Rice local, non-perfumed, rice imported, perfumed, rice imported, non-perfumed, yam, which is white yam, afasi, and then yam, which is puna, cocoa yam, cassava, plantain, and plantain, we have apin, two, and apim. Now, they compile these prices from 20 markets across the country. Agboboloshi, Great Accra, Tema, Great Accra, Takrade, Kibos, Central Region, Kofredia, Kumasi, Sunyai, Kintampo, Tamale, Techiman, Bogatanga, Wa, Yendi. Now, here is the average price of these products. I'll give you January, I'll give you May, and I'll give you October for each product. Just follow. Now, this is not statistical, this is the, the ministry's own website. Okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing all of this because when I hear people say we've raised 1.1 billion for a great, I feel there has to be more inquiry into. You don't throw money because if you want to measure whether an agricultural policy is working, food availability is one. Basic economics teaches me that if demand exceeds supply, prices go up. So when prices are going up, it means more people are looking for the product and they are not getting it and therefore prices are going up. Unless there are other explanations. Now, I'm not saying that the fact that prices have gone up necessarily means there's a shortage. But I'm saying that the object of the policy for planting for food and jobs is food security. And low prices is the objective of Ghana's macroeconomic policy. Stable prices. If you ask Dr. Ernest Addison, if you wake him up at 2am and ask him, what is the most important thing you want to achieve with Ghana's economy? He will say stable prices. So if inflation is going up, driven by food, and if you are pumping 1.1 billion cities into food, and you don't have stable food prices, then your policy is failing. So I'm on the ministry's own data set. Quite means one bag of white maize in january which is standard uh, 100 kilogram right 
but they call it standard weight volume or sorry standard weight so like the hundred generally that bag of maize cost 202 cities in january last year a year ago all right 202 cities right Koki stay with me don't go away then may i use may because that's my birth month may may it jump from 202 to 264 bag of white maize by october which is the data that would have gone into the november inflation that ending calculated 307 right so from 202 in january 264 in may 307 in october what is that telling you a consistent rise let's use yellow maize 100 uh, the, the same quantity a bag of yellow maize 207 in january 313 in may 322 in october right so for white maize over the period the increase percentage wise is 52 percent yellow maize the increase is 56 percent let me do local perfumed rice local perfume rice 50 kilogram january 227 january 227 right may 258 258 and then october 256 come down slightly 256 so 227 258 256 100 tubers of yam right 100 tubers of yam 459 in january 756 in may came down back to 452 in october plantain no let me do cassava first cassava 152 for 91 kilograms I don't know, the, the, the unit is 91 i don't know what it's eight kilograms or whatever 91 cassava 152 in january 144 in may 161 in october it's also gone up all right plantain 25 in January 43 in May 45 in October it's also going up right let's look at tomatoes local 223 January to 345 in May in fact by August I reached 481 reduced to 320 by October let's do eggs no, no, before we do X, let's do mm-hmm. let's do onions. Four ninety-five in January. I'm, I'll be done soon. Um three sixty-two in May, five sixty-six in October. Soya bean three twenty-one January, four oh seven May, four forty October. So let me give you average increase percentages. White maize fifty-two percent increase. Yellow maize, 56% increase. Millet, 12% increase. Rice perfume, 12% increase. Yam, 20% increase. Cassava, 6% increase. Plantain, 74% increase. That's Apim too. Apim, 73% increase. Local tomato, 44% increase. Navrongo tomato, 42% increase. Onion, 14% increase. Fresh pepper, 54% increase. So you have been 37% increase. So my argument is that from their own numbers, food prices are going up. 
the component of inflation caused by food is going up individual food products are going up i don't have the figures for december which will be out for january Kokui. now what is my my problem i am saying that the measure of the efficacy of a policy should be based on output and availability do you understand me and i don't see how 1.1 billion cds that is going to be released should be good news if you are not tying that to a specific production outcome if you say i mean do you know what 1.1 billion cities can do now what is confusing me is that now it looks like because unemployment is very popular we throw numbers so now they are saying there's going to be 1.7 million farmers to be enrolled on the pfg we don't know whether it's new farmers or old farmers then you've gone to also say the ministry of finance is also now saying they want to replace aging farmers so they are going to give money to 500 youth why is ministry of finance doing agri just i i don't think this is correct and i feel that it's it's not and it, what triggered do you know what triggered all of this what did i saw a post on kojo's facebook page that if you look at the amount of rice we eat in ghana mm-hmm. if you look at the rice, amount of rice we eat in ghana when you calculate the amount of rice we eat we need land one fourth the size of greater car region if i'm mistaken to produce enough rice for every Ghanaian to eat for a year think about it Greater across land size is what? 3,200 um, square kilometers. What does Compared that mean? To acres, let's say 800,000 acres. How many acres do we need to consistently produce rice to feed everybody? Approximately some 200,000 acres. So we basically need one-fourth of the land size of Greater Accra. And Greater Accra is the smallest region. Well cultivated, okay, consistently cultivated to produce enough rice to feed all of Ghana. Now, if you go to Volta region, you go to Upper East region, you go to Bono region, you go to Eastern region, Afran Plains, there are places much larger than Volta region where you can produce rice. Much larger than Greater Accra. That can cultivate rice. You've not been able to. Now, tell me how much we imported, how much rice we imported last year. Um, if you check, uh, I don't have last year's figures because they've not been put together. So the latest figures I've been looking at from... The Ghana Shippers Authority website, I'm looking at 2019 figures, 2018, 2017 figures. And from the OEC website too, I have 2019 figures. Mm. We're looking at about a little over $300 million worth of rice imported into the country. So think about it. You've been doing a program since 2017, April, that you've invested billions of cities into to improve food production. Right? You need to cultivate consistently land one fourth the size of great Accra region to produce enough rice to feed the whole country you are still spending 300 how much million. over 300 million ghana cities to uh, imp- 300 million dollars sorry multiply that by six okay. 300 million 18. 18. 18. 18. Yes, 1.8 billion. Billion. so you are spending 1.8 billion to import rice and you're telling me that you're going to now add another 1.1 billion no i don't understand it just i mean it the numbers don't add up food inflation is becoming a bit not all of this is getting serious because obviously from what the guta is doing ghana's import dependence is very high prices have gone up we are in for a very tough economic year i don't want to hear a tweet that we are just going to spend 1.1 billion for creating more jobs in agriculture no 
you could have told us that in 2017 but after four years of pfj i want better particulars i don't want you to just tell me i've invested 1.1 billion agric i'm going to create 1.7 billion jobs no go and tell that to the cleaners i'm not going to take it <coughs> which specific products are you going to produce how much are you targeting production to increase where is that money going to go into who is going to get that money just that. that's what we should be asking because you your your outcome is not matching is not matching your input yes, yes. your outcome if you imp- if you put as much money in agriculture as you say there are two things that should happen there should be enough supply of some staples enough to drive the price down consistently the data shows increase in prices consistently across about 10 food categories in percentages sometimes in the 20s and if even I, if I say I won't use the ministry's own data and I want to now use inflation, which is the rate at which prices increase, Statistical Service is now saying that the component of inflation driven by food is becoming more serious, which means that if you put a basket together, up to half of the increase, do a bit of uh, data. It means that what is driving the food price increase is not even spare parts. It's not imported toothpicks. It's actually imported food or food. Do you understand me? If food inflation is becoming more important than re- regular inflation it means that there's something wrong with your agric policy there's also the increased cost of inputs even for local production there's also the increased post- cost of inputs and how ghana as a country has positioned itself or strategized to ensure that the key things we need either we are producing them here or we have enough stock to keep us going when the world market prices misbehave for example fertilizer is going to be a big problem this year because over the last year, fertilizer prices have increased from about $300 per metric ton to $900 per metric ton. So the question is, do we have the money to bring in the quantums of fertilizer farmers need to work? That's a question. Seed costs, um, 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 plant protection, all these um, chemicals we use to... to, to so farmers will say armyworms are, are eating their, their maize. Why? because we may not have the plant protection to, pro- pro- to protect those things. So there's the element of our production locally, which you must see and ensure that if you are investing, for example, if you are investing, say, 1,000 cities per acre in production, you should expect that you get this amount back plus a certain amount of margin so that the states will say, we facilitated the subsidy of fertilizer for this acreage of maize. This is the output that we got back, which will then be computed as part of Agric's contribution to GDP. Now, you were talking about the job creation, job creation. When we say we've employed somebody, it means engaging the person and paying them wages or salaries at the end of a specified period. And sometimes the word employment is used when we are talking about the the, the benefits of PFG. But we must note that it's not employment. So you, you are confused about some of the numbers. So let me try. Yeah, they read. said they were going to um, employ 1.7 million people. Let's go to the Ghana CARES document. And th- now this is the, fi- the, fi- uh, agri-quire, the, yes. the finance. So one. I'm okay. taking you to the Ghana CARES document. So the employment in this sense is that when we bring a certain quantum of fertilizers and seed and inputs, mm-hmm. when we share, 1.1 million farmers will get these inputs to work. That's what they mean by employment. This is on the Ghana Cares one? No, th- this is on, on, on the general employment in the agric circles. Really? We bring fertilizer. For example, if I'm planting an acre of maize, 
let's say I need four bags of fertilizer. So the government ensures that we have enough fertilizer in place and subsidizes it so that I can get my four bags to work. So in that case, they deem it as employment. Oh, but that doesn't make any sense. And so in the Ghana so the case document... That, the fact that four people will carry one bag of fertilizer and apply it means you've created four jobs. So in the Ghana case come document... On, come on. What we are saying come on. as a country is that we are going to increase access to fertilizer and seeds to farmers from 1.2 million to 1.5 million in 2020. 2021, 2022, we increase that to 1.7 million. So that is what is confusing you about employment. It's not that the government has engaged people in putting them on, on a payroll that we pay every month. So they are beneficiary farmers. That's the right word. So beneficiaries that are going to... You know, which is... Which is I, I, I thank you for that. Which is why I'm saying that. For me, it's very simple. You've invested... You are investing 1.1 billion cities this year. Let's assume that's the average amount you invested every year in PFJ. That means you've invested at least 3 billion already into agriculture the first four years of this government's tenure they invested close to 3.8 billion ghana cities. good so if you good so if you add this 1.1 billion you're almost 5 billion yeah in agriculture all right using exchange rate for the average period that's about a billion dollars mm -hmm. in agriculture and i'm saying where which food have we become self-sufficient in we are not self-sufficient in soya. We are not self-sufficient in rice. We are not self-sufficient in maize. At a point, we were told that no maize was being imported because we did some good with maize. And then things went bad again. This year, maize has been imported into the country. So let's assume even self-sufficiency is hard. Which food would you say production has increased to a point where prices have consistently fallen? So let's assume we don't want to be self-sufficient. Or stabilized. Stabilized. So not even for... So because from what I'm seeing... There's a consistent increase in prices of food items across board. Do you understand me? And I'm saying that increase in food prices can only mean one thing. There isn't enough of it, or it, either in, in terms of availability or where people is not enough. So if, if you spend 3.8 billion in food production for three years, why is food inflation becoming a big issue now? And your inflation is even more serious than it was in COVID. That's a good question. The minister, the agri minister, has to come and answer, mm -hmm. and I think they have to come and tell us specifically which food products they are targeting for this year with this new 1.1 billion, because the president tweeted it. All right, saying, "Oh, we've been, we are creating more jobs," and I, I really think that this approach of throwing money at serious problems is not going to be sustainable, particularly in a time where freight costs have gone up. Ghana is an import-dependent economy, right? I think that economic managers must be alarmed. Because, Godfrey, when you talk to most economists in Ghana, we've been following an inflation... Like, if you ask the governor of the Bank of Ghana, what do you want to achieve? He wants stable prices. If food prices are going up, he must be concerned. Do you understand me? And that can throw everything out of line. So, it's not something to be toyed with. And I really think that the, the cabinet or whoever is must ask some hard questions about the agri sector. This is a sector that you've done at one village, one dam. <laughs> it's a sector that you've said you've done plenty for food and jobs. Even if you like, and you, if, if I want to even push it, you've even uh, one this one factory, a lot of it's agri. So a lot of money has been thrown and a lot of waste have been thrown at that sector. Where is the change? Somebody has to come and explain. Before announcing you've put another 1.1 billion. No, I'm not impressed. 
1.1 billion you put you put 3.8 billion i can't see it so somebody should come and explain and show us how come food prices are still going up how come poultry farmers were not getting feed how come this christmas even without importing chicken all the poultry farmers couldn't take advantage how can you tell me that you've spent all this amount on agriculture and things on the ground are looking this way no let's let's and let's this is national security issue let's not play politics with it this is farmer livelihoods when it comes to agri when it comes to education don't make it a political issue or partisan issue let's 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 be let's be open and let's not be arrogant about it people cannot feel the food thing let's do uh, tech and social media trends sorry i didn't see you earlier uh, please tell me who's the sponsor is. Vodafone is the sponsor, and they're reminding us that we can dial star four zero four hash and follow the prompts to pre-register your SIM, mm. all right, and link it to your Ghana card, and mm. then of course you go to your network agent or customer care center to complete the process. You can also call zero eight hundred one one zero six two two to talk to the NCA. Daniel, I'm really sorry. So what what's trending this morning? <laughs> Don't worry, Bernard. I understand. Um, Dampari is trending. Uh, the IGP George Ikufu Dampari. Now, yesterday he was speaking at a function in Accra. He, he said the police is doing away with unprofessional and ethical conducts. And just when he finished his um, speech, a video started uh, circulating on social media from Cape Coast of a heavily drunk police officer <laughs> sitting in front of a drinking spot. Um, it's quite bizarre if you see the video. Um, also in the trends, and this is a very interesting story, it's in the global trends, a U.S. man, he's become the first person in the world to get a heart transplant from a genetically modified pig. Hmm. So he's literally walking around, <laughs> he's still in the hospital, but he's lying there with a pig's heart. Hmm. Dave Bennett, that's his name, um, he has a terminal heart condition, so he was going to die anyway, um, die if they didn't um, do the, the procedure on him. So it's a pig's heart, um, which has been uh, genetically modified. So what they've done is to take out all the genes that could have led to his body rejecting the heart. Mm. Um, uh, surgery was done three days ago. He's still alive. He's, they say he's doing well. All right. Mm. We wait to see what will happen. But it's very interesting. and we'll see what science can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Prince Boating is also trending. Mm-hmm. That story is making rounds on Facebook. Um, after the Black Stars game on Monday, <clears throat> he said Ghana should have called him. <laughs> and then he wished the team all the best. There are mixed reactions to that. Uh, Brad Derek, he says, um, yes, it's true. We should, we should also have called Abedipele Tony Eboa and Odati Lamte. Um, Charles Aite says, uh, who, should play for the, who should play the qualifiers for you to come and participate in the tournament? Hmm. Abdul Jalil Osman, he says, um, yes. They should have called you because you have the experience and also believe you can play much better than some of the players in our team. Uh, Peter Dankwa says it's absolutely true. What we need now is to get a few experienced players to guide the young ones. All right. Um, Kudus is also training on Twitter. Uh, Kudus Mohammed, Black Stars midfielder, he's expected uh, to hmm. join camp in the coming days. Uh, that was confirmed by uh, the FA yesterday. So we wait to see um, when he will join the team. We don't know if he'll be there in time for the for Friday's game against Gabon. Uh, but they say coming day, so it can mean anything. Uh, Team Nigeria is also trending, is trending alongside uh, Simon, is trending with Sierra Leone. Yesterday's Afghan action in Nigeria, they beat Egypt by a goal to Neo Kelichi and actually scored the goal. Mm. Uh, Sierra Leone, less fancy Sierra Leone, they faced um, 
Algeria in the days. Godfrey, you predicted that Algeria will beat them 3 0. The goalkeeper had different ideas. His name is Mohamed Kamara. Cut everything. Seven saves, a clean sheet. Cut everything. Cut everything. He cut everything. We had about basically a leveling of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a 1 0 tournament. 0 0 1 0. If you score one, stylistically not a good fit for you <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, all you said is improved i'm just saying that you were so sure algeria was going yeah, to because i thought they had they had too much quality ah. but Sierra Leone found oh, they had quality on paper no, they played it. well but Sierra Leone found Sierra Leone found their way they also played very well yeah 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 they have two chances that they mm. taking i think they've set a record the time is most one zero score lines in the first round let's so far but people should reserve their energies. You know, this is the first round of matches. Things will change, yeah. Things will change. Okay. Will change. okay. Um, let me do tech news before I go. And this is very interesting. Um, mm. Godfrey, you know Pokemon Go, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, Pokemon Go. So this is popular way back. Very. Yeah, way back. Um, there's a more advanced one where it's um, it's almost like virtual reality. But yeah. it's, in, uh, it's actually happening. So what they do is um, you're supposed to go around catching Pokemons. But the locations are actual locations. So they can tell you... Um, let's say you go and uh, find a Pokemon named Nathan, and it's a Kolibu Hospital, and you actually have to go to Kolibu Hospital, the actual mm. location, and catch. Well, that's interesting. It that's is. very interesting. Oh, so, um, two police officers in LA, they've been fired for chasing Pokemons rather than <laughs> fleeing <laughs> robbers. So they were in the car where they got um, a call alert that uh, there were a couple of robbers on the run, so they had to go and um, uh, offer backup. But instead, when they review the police camp. They found out that they were going in the right, uh, wrong direction. They did further investigations and found out that they were actually chasing Pokemon Go's, uh, Pokemon Go uh, Pokemon, which was very rare. So instead of chasing the, rab- the robbers, they were going. They were, in fact, they were sitting in their car playing their game. Now they've lost their jobs. Thank you very much. is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Gone till November. To all you ladies out there crying all alone in your room. And all you fellas going down south. Not making it back. Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself why, oh why? See, you must understand, I can't work a nine to five, so I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, you I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, you I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl, I can't stay. I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November. And give a kiss to my mother. Girl, I gotta leave, please don't cry. When I come back, you know the limits the sky. I'll take you out to dinner to your favorite spot. Feed you an aphrodisiac just to get you high. Drive by movies, by a cemetery. If my corpse can talk, then I would tell you I was sorry. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Some die with the name, some die nameless. Every time I make a run, 
Girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself, why, oh, why? See, you must understand. I can't work a night to five. So I'm. 17 minutes past eight. See the breakfast show, get free fuel coupons when you insure your motor vehicle with Enterprise Insurance. Renew your existing policy or buy a new motor insurance policy from Enterprise. Get sorted with free fuel coupons and exciting souvenirs. Let Enterprise insure your vehicle during this giveaway season. Call your insurance broker or agent or 0302634777. You can also download the Enterprise Advantage app on the Play Store or the App Store to buy or renew your policy. Terms and conditions apply. Enterprise, your advantage. And a great idea starts from small beginnings. Finding the right partner to open doors builds it up. With the right support, the idea grows and takes shape and finally falls in its right place. We are Republic Bank. As a solid, safe and secure bank, growing with you from dream to reality is what we do best. Step into our blue portal and step into success. Republic Bank, we are the one for you. And when you think elephants, baboons, crocodiles, birds, mountain hikes, safari and luxury waterfront serenity, do you think it's all possible in one package and right here in Ghana? The Royal Senchi and Zena Lodge joint package is all you need to wow your friends and family with an experience of a lifetime. Mm. You get two premium experiences in one all-inclusive package from the riverfront of the Royal Senchi to mornings with elephants at mm. Zena Lodge. Call 0501-257726 or email Reservations at theroyalsenchi.com. The Royal Senchi Zena Package, a travel through Ghana's finest flora and fauna. So I'll be gone. All right, we're talking food this morning. We're talking agriculture. We're really uh, asking about the amount spent on planting food and jobs and what outcomes is produced. We're looking at the rising cost of food. Now, the reason I'm concerned about rising cost of food is that it's not just food that's going up. Other things are going up. In fact, this morning, we read a story from City Business News that the freight forwarders are asking that government should address exorbitant fees of shipping lines because that's also going to affect the cost of many things we buy. Don't forget we're an import-dependent country, right? Which is one of the reasons why the government decided to even... Uh, back down on the intention to reverse the discount uh, benchmark removal. So, there's a lot of issues with our ports. There's a lot of concern that prices are going to go up. Now, look, investors have reopened, right? There are people looking for accommodation. If you look at what's happening in Tech and Legon, we have more students than hostel facilities available. Now, if students... I'll tell you this. Most university towns... I'll give you an example. When you go to Ho. Accommodation is very expensive because a lot of the people who are there, you has, hopefully, a lot of them get hostels. So a lot of the property owners increase their 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 charges because the demand is higher. So if you're going to have people increase the cost of rent, right? In addition to the cost of food, transport fares. They are talking about transport fares going up. GPRT says not going to increase transport fares, but the other groups say they are going to increase transport fares. What do you spend your money on? Food rent transportation those are the main things there's possibly school fees right now of course there's free shs so you say put on pay fees but even with that parents have to buy a lot of things so cost of living is going to go up all right now government announced initially a four percent salary increase now they said it's seven percent i don't even think it's enough all right if you look at the number of people who've come here to ask for money to pay university fees a friend of mine put up a post 
that they had 10 how many spaces yeah they had space for is it 10 people like 600 yes they said they had space for 10 university students scholarship they had 600 applications and this is just one post on facebook people have been calling i can't even answer my calls anymore Hmm. all right because i I don't know how so what is going on okay there's a i i think there has to be a drastic which is why when you have a hundred billion cd intervention it must be properly targeted if you say you are putting hundred billion cds post uh, post covid relief don't tell me that oh you i need to know some specific outcomes 100 billion cities go for it 100 billion cities you know i'm looking at the story on the front page of the daily graphic um and basically it's saying they're targeting players in vegetable maize poultry livestock yam and cassava farming Mm -hmm. the reason why you know, in December, I, I had a go at the Agric Minister. I think this was in the, just the week before we went. No, actually, that was the week we went yes, on break. Yes. The Christmas the period. The Christmas period. I had a go at the Agric Minister. And why I felt the president should change the Agric Minister. Because he was not doing a good job. He's been handed perhaps the single most important project the government has. Mm-hmm. Because it covers so many things. Mm-hmm. But what has gone in is not what we're seeing mm-hmm. and the responses he gives to questions and the assumptions he makes based on what he thinks we where we the project is from his vetting everybody can go back and listen to his three hour vetting where he fiddled with numbers and i'm being generous when i say he fiddled with numbers some way somehow everybody understood that he he had fiddled with the numbers, but said, okay, fine, let him go and do the job. Okay. But what has gone in is not what we are seeing. The policy paper on PFJ was very clear on what they wanted to do. Which crops were supposed to grow. Mm. What percentage increases were being looked at. Mm. In terms of employment, in terms of harvest, everything mm. was quite clear. Mm. And it was supposed to go hand in hand with other things. We've had a uh, uh, rearing for food and jobs also come in. But other aspects of the economy were also supposed to be expanded to allow for that. Access to credit for farmers, you know, seed tracking, land preparation, irrigation, which is why the one district, one village, one, village, one, village, one, one dump thing was, was so, so important. But some way, somehow, that has also be, been, been muddied up in the gutters of propaganda and misinformation okay we need to take a second look and by us we can only talk and raise the questions on what we have seen to be problems but with the amounts of money that the government has spent and from what is in front of us the government intends to spend on this it is quite clear yeah that we have not received value for money so far mm-hmm. in any kind of interpretation or definition of value for money when it comes to planting for food and jobs i raised the question initially on the 2017-2018 period where we said we did not import any maize even that if you look at the data correctly it was a certain kind of maize mm-hmm. that we were discussing mm-hmm. we did import maize that year 
The data is clear. The data did not lie. Subsequent to that, what has happened in that regard, with regards to other crops, we talk about employment, where the minister said we have employed 2 million people or so. Even if you go back and read the Caritas report, and Caritas did a very extensive study of the planting for food and jobs, looking at 2018, 2019, Caritas said that the numbers that were being bandied around as employment figures were a bit hard to believe because they were counting people who were already in employment and then making assumptions that once the persons had received certain agric inputs, they were going to employ A, B, C, and D. And so, based on that, this is the X number of people we have employed. We had the situation where in 2019, late, uh, early 2020, we were told that we had done so well that we were exporting plantain across the border or something. And the question that was asked was, what is the volume of plantain that was exported? We didn't get any question. We didn't get any, uh, any answers from this. All he said was that prices had gone down and we were exporting. So it was like, so who, is, who is measuring? And measurements are very important for a sector like Agric. Because that is the only way you are able to decipher that, okay, this is where we are. This is what we are doing. Now, if this project has worked well, Bernard, part of the linkage to PFJ was the school feeding program. If you like, let us take the school feeding program and check the inputs that are still exported. Imported. Sorry, imported in the planting for food and jobs. Let's check rice. Let's check the percentage. Let's check onion. Let's check the percentage. Let's check tomatoes. Let's check the percentage. Let's check ginger. Let's check the percentage. All the little, little ones that go in there. Let's check cowpea. Let's check soybean. All the ones that... Let's check cassava. Let's check plantain. What is the percentage from the local market based on PFJ that goes into planting for uh, that goes into the school feeding program alone? Because the school feeding program would have been the largest offtaker of the success of planting for food and jobs. You can even add the SHF. To be fair, I've asked. To be fair, I've asked questions of this, and I've been told that at least when it comes to rice, rice it's mostly local yeah. rice. I'm told that maize as well, the PFJ has fed the school feeding program. I don't know about tomatoes. I don't know about the other things you asked, but I think I interviewed somebody from... From NAFCO. Yes, uh, and also, yes, I think I interviewed Hanan and, yes, Hanan, and I also and interviewed the Greek minister and they confirmed that, yes, for rice and maize, almost all of it was local rice. Almost all of it was local rice? Yes, I didn't, I, I didn't see the no figure, problem. but yes, for, for rice, but I, I, I didn't, I don't know about tomatoes. No problem. See, but... The ultimate objective of this is the the what what we are looking for, like you were saying, is the prices at the moment. You see, because when it works, the impact would be felt where at the market. Yes. Are we seeing that? So it becomes a bit, and we are looking at these projects and the money that is being thrown at it and we're asking okay where's the targeting being done uh the dams at the for irrigation have all these problems been fixed there are just still too many uncompleted assignments or some that didn't actually even take off hmm. in this particular uh, uh flagship project and it's a it's a bit problematic i simply feel that we've reached that point where a decision needs to be taken on a change of leadership of 
this project and how we implement it. If you go to um, October, let me. You know, give me a minute. I'll come back to you on this girlfriend. I just want to go into your money shortly. Yeah, because I was going to give you a story from just December. I'll, I'll go. I'll let you do that. Before I go there, don't forget that Effective Living Series is on. Building Back Greater is where we're focusing. This morning, I will be talking to a lady on uh, financial planning. Yes, my guest is Mariam Maku Emisa. She's from Stanbrick Investments. How to achieve financial wellness. Effective Living Series is brought to you by Hallmark Freight and Logistics, Enterprise Insurance and Ecobank Development Corporation, member of the Ecobank Group. Don't forget, Creamy Plus is an evaporated milk that complements your beverage. Whether it's tea, coffee, Gary, soaking, smashke, it contains all the essential vitamins in the milk, vegetable fat. It has a great taste and it's also good for your nightcap with uh, less effect on your stomach. Creamy Plus is available at all God shops, shell shops, but you're not total and our supermarkets in your neighborhood all right it's 8 30 let's bring you your money's brought to us by cal bank being broke is one thing being at the mercy of others for help is another let the car salary advance help you meet those urgent financial requests without having to go begging for help from your network with our short-term loan offering you can request up to 80 percent of your next net monthly salary visit any of our branches nationwide or call us 0800-500-500 chat with us on our online or social media bundles Cal Bank forward together. All right, Ben. So we're still in the kind of New Year money-saving mode, planning for what the rest of your year will look like. Now, you know Senator Elizabeth Warren, right? Mm-hmm. She wanted to be president of the United States. Well, she also is a bit of a financial advisor. So she wrote a book with her daughter, Amelia. Yeah, and it's called the Fifty Twenty Thirty Rules. The book is sorry. The book is. All your worth, the ultimate lifetime money plan. And they have this thing they call the 50 20 30 rule. Okay. okay? Now, this is what it is. So, after your, you get your take home pay. So, mm-hmm. basically, your net income. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You divide it into three 50, 20, 30. Those okay. are the proportions. Now, mm-hmm. 50% should account for your mandatory expenses. If you've got a mortgage or you pay rent, mm-hmm. your utilities. Your health care, which should be a mandatory expense, but for most of us, it's like optional. Mm-hmm. Um, your groceries, your transportation, etc. Okay. Then the 20 is savings and debt payments. Mm. That's 20% of your income. Then the 30% is supposed to be basically your playing around fund. Okay. Mm. So this is the things that you want. She calls it your wants. So they're not mandatory payments. They're not your savings or debt payments, but they're the extras that you want in life. So if an extra for you is maybe your cable subscription, you know, or your internet, your data. Mm. I don't know if an internet can be considered an extra, but, you know, um, you know, or or your phone costs, etc. Those are the things, your streaming services, Mm -hmm. those little extras are the 30. So 60, 50, 50, 20, 30. 30. I like that. That was your money. Brought to you by Calvin.
So 835, so the upshot of what we're saying this morning is that if something drastic is not done to ensure that real, consistent increase in food production is achieved, we're going to have a very difficult 2022. If you look at the issues around the ports, the cost of freight going up, our import dependence, cost of living is going to increase because not just food prices going up because of the inflation figures we've shown you, Transport fares, the threats of transport fares going up have been there with us. Rent, housing fares. So all of this put it together with a very, very minimal salary increase for workers. It's going to be a difficult year if something drastic doesn't happen, which is why we expect the Ghana case of Batampa and other in, uh, in, uh, inputs to be better targeted and also to address the key issues all right so here are some quick responses to the discussion on food before we come back to the story governor wanted to raise okay jones adobo in says very laudable idea about the government but my issue is they'll come back with some huge figures which do not correspond with the real figures on the ground the agric minister will as also as usual as is noted for, will come with his cooked figures. Interesting. Mm. This one says, please use year-on-year price difference for your analysis because in Ghana, we do rain-fed agric. Prices are determined by availability. This one says, government uh, doesn't look at the inputs or the output of what they do, but what they get in procuring items for the country. They wouldn't have employed 15,000 people to water trees in the Achimota forest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this one says the problem with food prices, especially grains, is more logistics and supply chain rather than production. Mm. That's coming from a supply chain practitioner. Can you can you repeat that one? I just says, the that problem again. with food production, with food, food prices, sorry, especially grains, mm-hmm. is more logistics and okay. supply chain related. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Let's go on. This one says good morning, Bernard. Food prices are. Cost of production, mm-hmm. cost of transport, cost mm-hmm. of storage, mm-hmm. cost of processing. Okay. All these costs are increasing. Okay. Victor Sam from Winnebar. Well, why are these costs increasing, Victor? Mm. Hmm. Mm. Number, well, you could hazard a guess. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. This one says, Mofa is owing fertilizer companies from 2020. Mm. That is partly what has caused, fertil- or what caused fertilizer shortages last year, mm-hmm. as companies could not import because of high international prices and freight. Mm. The situation hasn't changed, and we are going to a new season. Mm. Can you get the ministry to comment on this situation? The issue of owing fertilizer companies. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll try and see if we can get the ministry to address that point. All right. This one says, the ministry is not serious in solving the food issue. The solution is simple. And the person has stated five things. Mm-hmm. One, identify the regions with large lands available for farming 
identified food crops. Okay, build a small farming community with all the basic <laughs> amenities and housing. Mm. Employ a great experts. Uh, to live on the farms and employ the locals as labor, mm. acquire farming machines for mechanized farming, mm. set targets for production each month and monitor closely. This can be replicated across the country depending on the crop or livestock which is or can be multi uh, cultivated in the area. Our leaders saying one billion cities can start one uh, such initiative, which is a permanent fix. Okay. It's a good long question. This one says, Kozo is right. When mm. government says they are spending 1.1 billion on PFJ, mm -hmm. they are largely importing fertilizer and other inputs. Okay. The employment numbers based on bags on fertilizer distributed to existing farmers. Mm. No new jobs are created. Mm. There are no fertilizer manufacturing plants in Ghana. Mm. Some Ghanaians tried, at least I'm told of two, mm -hmm. and they were not allowed for obvious reasons. Well, they are fertilizer blending plants. So even though fertilizer manufacturing... It's a different issue. There are some companies that bring in the raw material and blend it, like Glowfet and Co. I don't know whether that includes what you're saying. Okay, the message continues. Mm -hmm. Input costs for farmers keeps rising. Mm -hmm. Most farmers prefer to sell to Nigerians, Malians, and Burkina Bays, who offer a better price to cover their costs, leading to a shortage on the local market. Mm -hmm. Thus, the rising prices. Mm -hmm. Warehouse receipt system and Ghana Commodity Exchange are not also not working. Mm -hmm. In projects, we measure output, outcome, and impact. Mm -hmm. Government projects only checks boxes on output, mm -hmm. such as amount spent, in a fertilizer distributed etc there is no measure of outcome and impact such as lower food prices and increased income for the farmer so i didn't do agric in school like the investor but i feel agric is not just production so there's production distributing marketing processing all is part of the agri value chain so i think the ministry of agri responsibility is not just increased production so if people are pointing out where the other um what do you call it what the other possible cost build-up could come from. I still think it's in the remit to deal with them. That's why you do warehouses. That's why you are dealing with the middlemen. So it's not just a question of how much was produced. Even if you produce enough and you're not storing them, then essentially it's a waste, right? Nanabi, said, uh, Nanabi says, until we have the courage to stop the importation of rice, sugar, and soft drinks, many of whom are, for, are from farming companies who import from Europe, and talk about the cartels, Europe and Asia, will not be able to grow the agri sector. Also, the agri minister, I struggle to understand why he has still not been changed. Hmm. 0549986996. Don't forget, later in the morning, we'll talk about financial planning. You know, the fact that people give you rice this Christmas shouldn't <laughs> confuse you. Like, oh, food is plenty. Wait till May. Wait till April. When you consume those bags, you realize that I don't know where you buy your food. So you are high end. So you are high end. Well, you, you never complain about food prices. Uh, what? You want me to, to complain? <laughs> no, no, I'm just. Uh, Bernard, you and I are in the same soup. We have is it? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And the cost of not just food, everything. Not just everything. Everything is gone up. Look, like, as a parent, <laughs> it's serious. It's not easy. It's, and you know what's, what's troubling for me is we are supposedly well off. <laughs> so compare that to people who are like on... Um, Look, this morning we were talking about mm -hmm. the fact that the people who earn 360 CDs or less will not be taxed. And yeah. all I could think was people earn 365 CDs a month. Can you imagine? How do you live on that? In a Ghana like this. How? I mean, even pure water and king KSF, the prices Shit. have increased. So 
You know, I think that it, it's, it's a serious issue. It's, it's a serious situation. And for me, you know, this is why I feel the import benchmark thing needs to be discussed a bit more thoroughly. Because, you see, there are two problems. We don't produce enough of anything. Do you understand? So, if we don't strengthen AGI, in the long term, we are screwed. Do you understand? But that's also hanging now. That issue is hanging. But because the Guta guys... Mm-hmm. I strong love you. Mm-hmm. Not just that. In the short term, if you make it harder for them, we all suffer. Do you understand? Because well, they, they are the ones bringing in the, the goods. They're, they're and most of the things we use are imported. So it's like you are between a rock and a hard place. In the long term, you need to improve your manufacturing. Okay? But if in the short term, you make it harder for your importers, your consumers are also going to suffer. Why are you going to resolve this? You know, it's a, it's, it, I, I think it's, some, it's not something to be told. It's one of the major economic questions we face. And I need... It, it requires a lot of tact. You know, it may mean that you select certain products. You cannot go all hook and say, you can say, you know what? There are some products that we really don't want to import anymore. All right. And for those products, we are going to impose whatever level of tax or tariff on it just to make sure the local, but you can't do that in isolation. The local production must also improve. All right. And so it's, it's complicated. I'm not surprised the government had to back down on this because Aguta was really, really upset. And the AGI, for some reason, they've not been a very strong lobby. You know, this time they're staying consistent. No, but if, you know, look, I'll tell you this. Guta are more aggressive than AGI. Oh, yes. Because they have numbers. They have numbers. They, they wield yeah, but some power. But I think, the, the, I, I don't know. I feel that sometimes the government needs to needs to pick the winners yeah. because if you are government and you've said like 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 what i said about the car auto plants you want to you want to assemble cars in ghana it's a good idea right you the people who assemble the cars say look if you keep importing cheap second-hand cars people will not buy our cars now there's somebody who's bought one of the cars the the the, the made in ghana cars and she's driving it nicely it's good do you understand if 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 vw hadn't been here you would have gone to buy a second-hand sienna from some place and this guy is new yeah so you see and i'm saying that so government has to pick what it wants the same way they were very clear about what they wanted to do with the cars and were able to say to the uh, car importers that look even though you are complaining about the luxury vehicle tax i still think i want to support local car assembly there's way to do that for other things and you see, it's not just the tariff. The guys brought the plant here, which is why you see you don't impose the tariff in a vacuum. So this is why Kojo's post about rice is dropped. We can if we produce enough rice, right? Then you can start saying, look, the import of rice is too much. But if you don't support local rice production with a lot of sloganeering, we haven't produced enough rice to feed locals, putting the tariff doesn't do anything. Okay, and from the calculation Kojo made, I can go to his Facebook page. The calculation is very simple, though. He, he says, if you produce rice the size of one-fourth of Greater Accra region, 200,000 acres, or is it hectares? Acres, I think he said. Yeah, you can feed the whole country. You know, let me read the post for you. Hmm. I, I thought that was very serious. Okay, so he says, it is estimated that the rice consumption per capita is 40 kilograms in Ghana. So everybody eats 40 kilograms of rice. With a population of 30 million, our annual consumption is supposed to be about 1.2 million tons, approximately 240 million 5 kg bags, right? 240 million 5 kg bags. Assemble them. 
but these are just estimates realistically consumption is about 40 50 percent of the above figures now to produce that quantity we need to at least cultivate 200,000 acres of rice now he goes on the great Accra region is approximately 800,000 acres which is about three three thousand two forty five square kilometers so realistically we need a quarter of the land size of greater Accra region to cultivate rice to feed the whole Ghana and stop imports that's only about 0.35% of the land size of Ghana guys we produce rice in Fumbisi Valley we produce rice in Afipe we produce rice in the Volta region we produce rice in Afram Plains we produce rice in the Eastern region yeah we haven't produced enough rice the size of one-fourth of greater Accra region to feed the whole country then he goes on with the right investment in production milling packaging recipe and consumption ghana rice can be a game changer for the economy then he goes on my name is kojua koto Barton. i'm a sustainability scientist media practitioner etc guys in 2019 we did a national rice local rice campaign now most rice retailers have a local rice they sell so the demand is there the production can increase so that's the, the point we are making this year and while we're at it Ever wondered how many hours of data Surfline gives for free when you stay connected? If you're a heavy Netflixer, you can watch up to 20 hours of your favorite programs in AJ quality for free. Music is a mood booster and Surfline allows you to listen to millions of songs on your favorite music platforms with over 1,400 hours for free. For every new device you buy, Surfline's free data gives you over 20 hours of free to host your video conferences on Zoom or whichever video application you use. Time is everything and it's the hours that count. Let Selfline be the power behind your need to connect, learn, and be entertained for longer hours than any network. Buy your Selfline device from Selfline shops and retail outlets today. Nothing works better than Selfline. Selfline better together. And are you struggling to find a litigation-free land for your project? Are you struggling to come up with full payment for that house you want to acquire? Are you worried about moving into your beautiful house you would have built with all the necessary amenities? Edlom Housing is back with products tailored to your individual needs. Villas Three Homes, located at Marahia, offers an elegant view of the Equipim Ridge. They're contemporary but super affordable apartments mm. with a starting price of 35,000 Ghana CDs. Oh, sorry. Mm. $35,000. Hey, please. Okay. <laughs> say probably $35,000. The avant-garde homes located in Ajingano are luxurious and Mm. spacious apartments but reasonably priced. Call 0270-166-166 or go to edlomhousing.com to book a site visit. Edlom Housing, where spacious homes cost less. All right. More comments, Nathan054998699. Six, we're concerned about potential increases in cost of living, food prices going up, accommodation, university students can't get rooms. It'll raise the prices of housing in and around university communities. And we have over 10 public universities. Transport fares threatening to go up. Freight forwarders are saying that freight has gone up. Prices of imported cars will go up. The duties and taxes on things we import are going to go up. It may be a difficult year if something drastic doesn't happen. We are calling for more targeted interventions. And we don't want numbers to be thrown about in terms of just money. Don't throw money at problems. Go to the root of the matter. That's the position this morning. Okay, more messages. Um, Nanama, uh, North Legon, says, Abedro that used to cost one CD is now two CDs. Bernard, Abedro. I was shocked. I was just in the market screaming, hey, 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 hey. 
it's a real problem the way things are going. Mm. <laughs> Bernard, if you are going to speak so to what, anyone, what's a bedro? A bedro turkey berries. The green one. The green, small, okay. tiny green berries. Oh, we call it jacket. Yeah. But that's really nice. It goes well with the uh, Kobe and when it's, you do like a, a, a pim. It's good for iron. I have some people who blend it and drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie, I drink it too. So. Mm. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Charlie, about what they drink this. <laughs> and you know the thing, this is what you see people. They say, oh, they said this, they shouldn't eat this. They say you should drink that. They should drink that. Hey, Ghanaians. So, a bedroom has gone up. Ah, okay. okay. This, one, increase. this one says, if you are going to interview anybody or speak to anybody from their Greek ministry and is the PRO, please don't do the interview. Oh. Don't ever interview him again. Oh. If the minister or the deputy are not available. Oh, why? Hmm. Kojo has said it all. Mm. I work closely with farmers and mm -hmm. I can testify to all that he has said. Mm -hmm. This year, even maize was imported by the government to supplement the shortage expected due to the management or mismanagement, sorry, mm. of the PFG. Mm. says their Greek minister must go. Mm. Meanwhile, if we are really serious as a country to develop the Greek sector, we should be promoting all-year cultivation of essential commodities mm -hmm. along the Volta. Mm. I traveled from Japan to, through Adidome mm -hmm. and Sogakope to Adan and I was as usual surprised why, was surprised why we are doing serious cultivation down the Volta lake in the Accra plains. Mm -hmm. Why are we not building dams using the water entering the sea and encourage all year farming? Mm. Nanabi sent that. Okay. More comments. Alright, this one says, mm. David from Afanko says, this is the only government in the Fourth Republic that had a particular minister staying in the ministry for five years and counting without mm. a reshuffle. Mm. Ministers have become very comfortable to the extent that they go scot-free even in the face of glare ineptitude hmm. they are only recalled to the jubilee house for fresh air when the heat of corruption becomes unbearable hmm. he says where are the men hmm. all right this one says we are talking about the cost of importing sugar while the commander sugar factory rots hmm. can you please find out from the government why in god's name they still allow the factory built with our scarce resources to rot mm -hmm. just doesn't make any sense to raise import tax on sugar when we deliberately decide to produce any Mm. Be from North Bernard, internationalism is important. I don't know what that means, but it says Nigeria mm. closed their borders to all importation of rice, mm -hmm. encouraged local production and milling. Mm. As of now, 80% of the rice consumed in Nigeria is produced there. Mm. You have Indians and South Africans running large rice farms across different states in Nigeria. I've visited some and I've seen this for myself. You wanted to make a comment about Edward Kari. What did he say? No, when we spoke to him, he spoke, uh, he is the man on the ground. Yes. You understand? So when Mr. Kari were, and basically what he said was, the PFJ is failing. Mm -hmm. He did not mince words when you spoke to him in December. I think this was around the 15th or the 16th of December. And if you take to, he says, look, the state of the sector two weeks to Christmas is to be expected. Mm -hmm. We have had cause to raise concerns about the way we are running the planting for food and jobs. And if we continue in this trajectory, the result will not be favorable. Mm. Even in the period of harvesting, we still have no food. Mm. This is against the promise and defense of the Minister of Agri that this year we are going to have a bumper harvest. Mm. There is no food. The price of food has gone up even during the period of harvesting. Then he goes on to give a warning. Mm -hmm. He says, the confidence of the minister has no bearing on production. Good. The worrying aspect is that being a public officer, if you are confident against the reality on the ground, you are driving the whole nation into jeopardy. Mm. Our policy direction is outmoded. Hmm. It's not giving us the desired hmm. results. He said all that. Yes. You can imagine what will happen from February to June 2022. Jesus. Prices will skyrocket. <laughs> and many people cannot afford it. 
Charlie, this food issue, you know, right now we're saying it because, you know, because Christmas people send hampers and things, you think there's food. No, we, we don't have that illusion at all. The rate at which food is consumed in my house, you say I don't it's been isn't quick. Uh, like, like, what am I going to do? Charlie, the human is all small, small. Yeah, boys are eating. Charlie, yeah, ten fingers and ten toes. But, it's, <laughs> but it is a problem. Mm. It's a major concern mm. because you know the, the, you feel a bit insecure mm-hmm. about your ability to to sustain, mm. which is why. But the other question is that schools have reopened, but yes. public schools have not yet yes. reopened. They, they'll reopen next week, I think. So apparently there's a but committee mm-hmm. to streamline uh, the calendar. That is where the problem is. There's, there's, they're trying to streamline... What's happening to the, What's wrong with the calendar? Well, you, they're you trying to get... Yeah, because, because of COVID, of COVID the inconsistencies went off track a bit. Yes. So what would have been... This would have been second time. Oh, to the old, but this is now first term. So first term now begins in January. January, yeah, and it will end in December. Yeah. So oh. third term, so it goes first term to third term. Now it's like calendar year. One calendar, calendar year. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so what are they trying to do? Set a committee to try and realign mm. um, the calendar for the public schools. But private schools have reopened. Yes. But it's the public schools that are suffering as usual. Mm. But apart from the calendar, is there anything else? Because I'm also hearing people talking about textbooks. After the textbooks, is for the past year and a half, we haven't had textbooks. Why? Johnny. We said they were working on the textbooks. Last time you spoke to Mr. Uh, Anwar he the said... The production of textbooks. The production of textbooks. Really? We're on track. Yeah, we're just and joking with education. Are you kidding me? Production slash publishing. But is the new curriculum ready? Well, they have initiated parts of it. They've been teaching mm. parts of it for some time now. So. Maybe I'm asking the wrong people these questions. Yes. No, I'm just asking just because... our children bring home. Yeah, no, you see, but the problem is that poor people here, they are children in private schools. <laughs> that, that's the problem. But, but private that runs GS curriculum. So have you seen... So they've started school? Yeah, we've started. But, but have they... Started. Are they using a new curriculum? Um... Yeah, you're not sure to some degree. Yes, if you ask me this question, you don't get a problem. You, you, don't, don't, know. you don't know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no. because the response you will get. So the, don't ask I mean, no, we've been told that certain <laughs> things are being implemented. You want to ask him to um, get a response? No, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, certain things are being implemented. We, we do have textbooks, mm-hmm. I can say that. Mm-hmm. We had to go and pick them up, mm-hmm. they cost quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and but again, like I said, it's 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 private and it's Catholic, so there's some. So some we, things yeah, that some are things different that are from what other little, schools do. But it, but it's GS curriculum for the most G- part. GS yeah. curriculum. So the, the public schools have not reopened yet. Page 28 mm-hmm. of the Daily Graphic has the education minister assuring that mm-hmm. the calendar or the academic calendar for this year will be released soon. Okay. How soon okay. is soon? So give, if I read okay. a story for me, read now, a story for me. Coming. Now the sector minister mm-hmm. who gave the hint explained that he... Uh, he had put together a committee made up of mm-hmm. teachers and headmasters selected from across the country to come up with a calendar for academic years. All right. Now, quotes, they have submitted a proposed calendar for the next three years. Uh-huh. School opening dates will be announced in the next few days. The, minist- right. the minister said in reaction to a number of concerns raised by parents. All right. He explained that the decision was to find a lasting solution to challenges associated with academic calendars over the years okay. and bring certainty to the dates. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we wait to see what happens. Parents, how are you coping? How are you getting ready for school? Yeah. Don't forget, we spent a bit of time discussing universities. I think this year the biggest issue with universities will be accommodation. Why? And it's perennial. You know, it's in sequence. Like, 
like eight years ago it was a major issue and it sort of died down a bit it's come back again the numbers have increased numbers have gone up and we haven't invested as much as we ought in hostel facilities on campus so you're going to have a lot of the people who live around the campuses offering their places for accommodation and essentially hiking up the the rent for the community so like places like legon if you are looking for a house in Legon, forget it. Forget it. Because we'll convert their buildings into hostel facilities. And I think they, they like that business because they come in for three months or so, they go home. It's good money for the landlords. Alright, so education, uh, f- food and agriculture, two key sectors that we need to pay attention to this year. Don't forget at 930 925 we're bringing effective living series and this morning we're talking about planning your finances but the techie berry thing is very good and helps increase hb we recommend that to people within the dietetic field it works better when taking with fruits especially orange lemon or rich in vitamin c um Okay, she used a tree word I don't know. Let me see it. Kuehun Susua. Kuehun Susua. Is that the name of it? Yeah, it looks like Okay, the oh. turkey berry Kuehun Susua is very good and helps increase HB. I recommend this. No, Ma- maybe, maybe I should do a show on healthy local recipes. Yeah. Like yeah, a food. We, we did something last time, but we could, we could always add up to it. Like, no, I, like, I, like, I need like an expert who will say, okay, when you, when, you, when you blend carrot and this, it gives you this. Scientifically. Kokui has some <laughs> Yeah, because yesterday he said, oh, it's cucumber and something, yeah. star fruit today. But I want like a full presentation where you yeah. see, you know what, let's assume you, are, you have low blood count, mm-hmm. low whatever. This is what you need. Yes. Let's assume you have need of vitamin this this hey i need it scientifically mm-hmm. not like you know oh, there's okay. anec- yeah. somebody yeah. Like. no go for it there's a lot of anecdotal things someone will say yeah. oh i did this and i drank it and it worked for me so you need to do it no not this one this i want scientific. it i want a scientific yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. local foods presentation there are licensed people. dietitians who who specialize in this as well so is dietitian. there like one or two that you know are definitely scientific and yes. proven give me like one which is proven like if i drink this it will definitely give me this. Abedro is definitely one. It was recommended to me. Like I should chew raw. I should. You can, you can, you can do have it raw, or you can steam it a bit if you want to soften it because it's very um, fibrous. Like you know, there's a lot of roughage. And then so I, I do what very, you can, and then you blend it and you drink it. Do I add anything to it? You can. You can mix it as they were saying. You can mix it with some fruit because it's it's very, for lack of a better word, it tastes very green. <laughs> and what will, so it, what will it what will it do for me? It helps to improve your your hemoglobin. Is that if you're, if you're anemic, yeah, your HB. If you're anemic, what is and you need iron, it's the iron yeah, co- component of your blood, what is basically. Okay. So, so if you don't have iron, yes, if you're, you're low on iron, it's a good thing to take. Like so, why is it that? Why is it that when people go to hospital and they say they have low HB, the doctor never tells them to take a bedroom? Oh, they do. No, no, they do. No, they prescribe medicine for them they because of well. Them. No, oh, okay. they do that as well. But they also tell you with your food, you can have a bedroom. You can have a lot of kuntumri or spinach and so, um, fish meat. Red so, meat so is con- one of the best so, sources of iron, even though it's not that good. To I don't think red meat is bad. It's bad generally, but if oh, you have God. low iron, it's one of the best sources of iron. That's the ironic thing. Charlie. So if you if you if you're anemic, yeah, meat is probably one of the best things you should eat, but it's also bad in large quantities. You're very so, numb. But you're fish, very numb. fish. No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting educated. The animal so protein. I'm getting you. So you're yeah. saying, contumely, yeah, spinach, 
Abedro, Abedro is also good. All good for HB. All good for iron. Yes. Iron. Yes. Iron. And protein, animal protein, fish, meat, eggs. Animal milk. protein. Yes. Those so are what, what about plant protein? What do they give me? They all uh, give it gives me you protein. Just normal protein. And other things, okay. I guess. But okay. but if you if your iron is low, those green things. Yeah. And so what about the, what about the carrot? Bunu bunu yesterday. What, I did. What what about the carrot that you blended with uh, carrots? Cucumber? Good for your eyesight. Carrots good for eyesight. Mm? So vitamin That's what A. they tell us, isn't it? For yeah. example, you need a whole bucket. Charlie, we, need, we, we, we need we need a, we need a proper. You know what? You know what I want you to do for me. When you when you are done with your one month of your. January. Yes. Then let me come and explain what works to me. Yeah. I will. So that so Let's document so document uh, yeah. document your your out what you find. Yes, I'm, and I'm the, doing because it. I hear a lot of things on social media, and sometimes I'm like Charlie. You know what? Oh. People are just trying to market their products. So everybody's saying something. Yeah, people are coming up with things. Yeah. All so, kinds of things, oh. Things. But yeah. this is all based on the proper. Because you know why I'm, I'm concerned. You see, one of the things I've heard is usually when people get to a certain age, their liver and kidney begins to fail because mm-hmm. either they take. Too many oh, medicines, many which puts pressure on those things. Or they also take, you know, the other thing is that when you take these herbal medicines, which haven't been properly broken down, they can also affect some of these organs, like your kidney and your liver. Mm. So we need a balance there, right? So if you know a good nutrihealthitionist, <laughs> I don't like, me, I don't <laughs> like medicine. Yeah. I drink water. So if, if you if you have a good nutrihealthitionist, a nutrihealthitionist, <laughs> you know what I mean. Really? Yes. A nutrihealthitionist. Please, I want to talk to them, not for myself, just for you. Okay. No, a nutrihealthitionist. <laughs> Nutritionist or dietitian? No, I'm talking about. He's, he's joining the two. He's up his own word. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? A nutrihealth, like health. Yes. Because dietitian says, like, you know, eating enough, eat. Yeah. But we are talking about healthy living. We are in our getting to 40s. You know, you don't. Give it two people. Wise Lecher. Mm-hmm. Wise is uh, a registered dietitian. Uh huh. And uh, Akusia, who comes on our Akusia, breakfast daily okay. program. So they are two good dietitians. They are two. She's also a state registered nutritionist. All right. They are. They are both very good. And is it true that the healthy food is expensive? Not necessarily. I think that's a, that's actually a, a misconception. Because if you're eating what people categorize as healthy food, remember that you're substituting the bad stuff for that. So it's and it's, it really isn't. I'm telling you. Okay, if you say so. I I. Charlie was nice. Oh. <laughs> Vegetable Charlie had bell peppers and different kinds of mushrooms in it. No meat. It was nice. Yeah. I was shocked at how nice it was actually, and good for my iron as well. So you give me the recommendation. No, we are I certainly will. Tomorrow we will give you a bunebuno and mushrooms. You. No, what I wanted to, I, I only, I, I need to know what I need first. You don't know what I need. No, the first thing he has to do, go and do a full medical checkup. Do your labs, okay? This is what I did. So you go to your GP or, or yeah. lab, you know. Even if I don't you, feel sick. Even if you don't feel, no, you should, and you should do this once a year. All right. Okay, so start the year off on the right note. You go, yeah. let them check everything. Uh-huh. Your, 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 your blood pressure, your blood sugar. Okay. And let them do the age back. The age uh-huh. back is where they see what your blood sugar patterns have been over the past three months. Mm-hmm. That way they can tell whether you're developing a high sugar pro- uh, mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do that. Let them test your kidney function, mm-hmm. your liver function. Mm-hmm. For women, mm-hmm. I was advised to also te- uh, t- 
test for calcium mm-hmm. because you know we're prone to getting osteoporosis mm-hmm. as we get older. Mm-hmm. So they check my calcium, magnesium, some of those minerals as well. I sound like a doctor. Let them let them <laughs> test your, your uric acid. So they'll uh-huh. do urine tests. Uh-huh. They've got to check all those things. So when they do all of that, all that test, then they'll give me a full report. report. Then and you'll then, see your cholesterol. So who, who should I take the report to? Should I take it your to GP. a nutritionist? So you take it back to your GP and then so that they can and then you'll even see yourself. If there's something wrong, they'll notice. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. So you take it to your GP and they can also take it to your dietitian. So uh-huh. they say, okay, we need to reduce your cholesterol. These are the kinds of things I you should it. avoid. This is what you so should do. So I shouldn't, so I've started from the wrong place, telling you to tell me what to drink. No, go and do, go and do the test check. first. Yes. Thank and you. see your, your health profile. Fair enough. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that advice from okay. you to start the year. We'll yeah. take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about... Uh, or t- telling you about how easy it is to emigrate to Canada. These guys who are speaking to us have a very deep level of experience in this area. They've been approved by um, the College of Immigration and Citizenship Consultants. The regulated, uh, the regulator in the in the field to provide you the service if you want to emigrate to Canada or other parts of the world. All you need to know, what you need to do. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. minutes past nine city breakfast show later in the morning effective living series comes your way we're talking about financial planning but it appears uh, immigration to canada has become a thing not just from ghana it appears quite a number of people have begun to see canada as a place of interest and unsurprisingly there has uh, developed uh, a number of consultancy uh, companies who are really sort of helping people to navigate the sometimes challenging process of emigrating to live in Canada and other places. So I'm in studio, Nikki Ali. She's a regulated Canadian immigration consultant. She works with SEAL Immigration. And she's here with Marie Keita Amatifu. She's also a regulated Canadian immigration consultant with SEAL Immigration. Good morning, Marie. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Happy Many happy returns. Thanks to you too. <laughs> Thank you. It, what I said, was it true? Is it true that a lot more people are looking at Canada as a, a place to live and work globally, not just from Ghana? 
Uh, definitely. There's a, a great demand at the moment for people who want to go in Canada, mm. to Canada. Um, as you said, from Ghana, but all over West Africa. Mm. Uh, we're getting inquiries now, even though we haven't expanded to some parts of West Africa. People are hearing about us from Senegal, Nigeria. Mm. So the demand is really, really high. What is it about Canada that makes it so attractive? Well, um, Canada is, um, as people say, is a great country. Mm-hmm. Um, but people also look at um, how safe it is as well. Uh, there's a lot of things happening over the world, and uh, Canada became actually like the safe haven to go uh, for yourself, for your family, and for the children as well. And uh, in terms of uh, sending the children to go to school to study, when you look at the cost of uh, study, Canada is relatively um, Mm. one of the best country. So uh, a lot of students are looking to go study. Lots of families are looking to immigrate into Canada. Yes. But is Canada itself looking for people? Is Canada looking for people? Definitely. Canada is very actively looking for people. Mm. Uh, Like many countries in the Western world, we have an aging population. And uh, in addition to that, you know, Canada needs a young, dynamic labor force. But they also need people who come with different ideas, Mm. different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the most important things in Canada is multiculturalism. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned, you know, why why Canada? Um, It's, I find, in terms of racism, for example. It's a very multicultural society, a very welcoming society. And they want people, they want different kind of global talent to come. Mm. So it's it's very important. And at the moment, the immigration targets are the highest they've ever been. This year, Canada wants 411,000 newcomers. They want to settle 411,000 people. And that is just immigrants. Permanently. Permanently. Yeah. That is not temporary. That's not students. Not, not students, not go and come. Exactly. No. That's not visitors. You're kidding me. 411,000 is a target for this year. That's the highest it's ever been. And are there specific areas you're looking for those people in? All over Canada. You mean in terms of the location or? Both location and also the like uh, area of skill, divert, profession. Definitely, definitely. Location all over because the country, you know, different parts of the country, they have different labor market needs. So Mm. location, every part of the country needs people. Mm -hmm. In terms of skills, yes, they want highly skilled people. Mm -hmm. But when I say highly skilled, I mean all kinds of people. Mm. There are 8,000 occupations at the moment that are on the designated list of people that they want. Mm. 8,000? 8,000 occupations. Would that include radio show hosts? (laughs) I'm sure it does. (laughs) (laughs) Advertising. (laughs) Exactly. 8,000 cookies. Charlie, Bernard. 400,000 people. This is serious. That's almost half a million people. Just like, come and populate our country. Really? We want you to come. But that then means that the process has to be properly approached. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So how complicated is it? Or how simple is it to apply? So let's assume you have a family of four. Man, partner with two kids. And they want to emigrate to Canada. Is it just write an application that says, Dear Mr. Trudeau, I want to come to Canada. Please accept me. Or is it a bit more complicated well, than that? It could be looks like that is complicated. But mm. uh, I think... Um, there's a process to go with it. So right. you look at uh, when Nikki's mentioned that about the skilled workers. Mm. So um, you will look at the profile of uh, the person, the main applicant. Mm-hmm. So usually we will do an assessment. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, both of you. So who's going to have more chances to be the main applicant? And then uh, you start the process. So yeah, um, at each step, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, things to do. And uh, we help you through. So 
it could be probably challenging at the beginning when you look at the requirements, when we, you look at what you need to do. But at the end of the day, it's um, like a choice that you make. And also um, what Canada is looking for and what you can also you mm -hmm. know, bring. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you go through the process, you're accepted, you get to Canada. Welcome. All right. Now, do you become a permanent resident? Do you be, how long do you before you become a citizen? And what benefits are you entitled to as a newly settled resident of Canada? So when you get to Canada, that's right, you are a permanent resident of Canada. Okay. Uh -huh. So you're not a citizen, you're a permanent resident, as you uh -huh. rightly said. Uh -huh. um, and Canada is one of the countries that makes it fairly easy for you to become a citizen compared to a lot of other countries. Okay. Uh -huh. So as long as you meet certain requirements, and one of them is a residency requirement that you live there for a certain number of time. Um, so that's two out of five years. Okay. That's it. Seriously. Yes. And as long as you meet other obligations where, you know, okay. exactly continuous, uh, uh, as long as you meet other obligations, you know, you obviously you don't commit any crimes. You don't, right. you know, you do everything obey properly, the obey the laws, things <laughs> like taxes. that. Yeah. Okay, exactly. <laughs> um, you can apply for citizenship and be a full citizen of Canada. Wow. As if you were born there. As if you were born there. And if you have children there, let's say you emigrate. Yes. And then you have a child or two there. Do they automatically become citizens or yes. do they have to? Automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Wow. So when you immigrate with your entire family, everybody, regardless of who is the principal applicant, who is the spouse, the children, everybody gets the same status as a permanent resident, okay. and everybody becomes a citizen. And just to add, mm -hmm. uh, you are a permanent resident, so mm -hmm. you arrived in Canada, so you can work you know, anywhere you want. You mm -hmm. can also study. Mm. Uh, the only thing that you cannot have is that obviously the Canadian passport because mm -hmm. you are not a Canadian citizen yet, yet but mm -hmm. you have act actually mm -hmm. the same rights okay. as a Canadian citizen. So let's talk about CL immigration. Who is, what is CL? What does it even mean? <laughs> is that even how it's pronounced? Yes. CL, CL immigration. That's right. That's right. What does it mean? So CL is a, a word in French for sky. Oh. Okay, and so okay. because we are a bilingual company, we thought it would be, and we're in West Africa, and we respect that we're in a bilingual part of the world. We Canada is bilingual as well. Exactly, mm -hmm. and it fits in with Canada, that Canada is a bilingual as well, in the same languages, English mm -hmm. and French. Mm -hmm. So that's why we chose the word CL. CL, yeah. I see. So what does CL do? What can CL do for me? Okay. Assuming I'm interested. So CL can make your life much easier. Mm. <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay, so, I mean, you know, you mentioned how complicated is the process. Look, yeah. there are people who can go online and, and figure out the process and apply themselves. Yes. So we don't, we're not saying that you must absolutely hire somebody, mm -hmm. okay? At the same time, when you have things that you want to do in life that are complicated, there's laws involved, rules, and rules involved, mm. when you seek out the help of a professional, it can make it, things a lot easier. Mm. Uh, and a professional can, has the sort of knowledge and can kind of see the whole situation from the top figure out what works, mm -hmm. you know, what are sort of potential pitfalls, what are your benefits, where you can fit in. There's lots of things that we kind of have perspective over because this is mm -hmm. what we do all, all day, every day. Okay. Um, so what we can do is we can do the full start to finish process for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can come to me and say, I want to get to Canada. A lot of people say, I want to get to Canada, but I don't know how. Mm. Uh, how do I start? Where do I fit in? Well, we can look at your profile, your entire family. Where do you fit in? What are your goals? Mm. You know, it's not just I want to get to Canada. Do you want to study there? Do you want to live there? Do you maybe some people don't want to live there? They mm. want to go 
gain some skills, come back, come back and add them to their business in Ghana. Yes. You know, some people want to move there for the sake of their families. Everybody has different needs. So all of that is possible. Everything. Uh, we can look possible. at all of it, you mm -hmm. know, and we really get to know each client individually, mm -hmm. their needs individually, their families' needs individually. Mm -hmm. And we give you a very customized, tailor-made solution. Mm. And then we walk you through the whole process from start to finish, step by step. What specific services do you provide? Give me examples. Well, uh, we provide services about um, study. Study services. If you want to go to study in mm -hmm. Canada, mm -hmm. uh, you want to visit. Mm -hmm. So now the, um, the visit is in a two uh, aspect. You can go and visit your family yes. or you can just go for tourists. Then you can also visit as a business. You know, you have a business meetings or you have a show to attend. Um, so we also provide that service. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, immigration as okay. well or sponsorship so mm -hmm. you could be a canadian citizen mm -hmm. living in canada and uh, your family is in ghana you want to sponsor mm -hmm. so we also assist you with the sponsorship process mm. right. and also we do have uh, people uh, who get refusals and they need to understand mm. how to, to understand. go through that exactly. process so uh, they come to us and uh, we assess their application the refusal the decision made by the officer, and uh, we can advise accordingly. That's okay. interesting. We've got a couple of questions from listeners. So, Hudu and Tema wants to know why they stopped processing immigration forms for permanent residents. He says, I've applied for the permanent residents since last year, but IRCC is not processing the backlog. Do you know anything about that? Okay. Yes. So, okay. That's a very good question, Hudu, and it's something that's on a lot of people's minds right now. Mm -hmm. So what happened last year, as we know, COVID, yes. uh, you know, uh, was a big part of our lives this year, last year. Um, and what's happened is because of COVID, what the government did is prioritize people who are already in Canada to make them permanent. Mm -hmm. okay. There's a category called the Canada Experience Class, CEC. Okay. And what they've done is because you're already there, uh, maybe you've been studying there, maybe you've been working there, um, and because of travel restrictions, uh, which were in place until September, and some are still in place, but many were in place until September, mm -hmm. um, they prioritize temporary residents to become permanent residents. Mm. So if you applied last year, depending on the category, I'm guessing you probably either applied as a federal skilled worker or a federal skilled tradesperson from what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. So if it was one of those two categories, they didn't issue invitations for people to apply. Mm, okay. So if you applied in January of last year, your profile expired in December and it's done. Mm. Oh. Okay. If you applied during the course of last year, if it was June, your profile will expire in June. Mm. So if between now and June they issue an invitation, you still may have a chance. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's take the, the next question. Um, please ask the experts in your studio, how long will it take for me and my family of five to permanently migrate to Canada and what are the cost implications? Okay. Um, first of all, um, an assessment has to be done and it's a process. So the immigration process is in two steps. The first step is that to uh, be eligible for the express entry. Profile. Okay. The Express France is a system whereby, you know, we put your profile in and uh, it will be in the, in the pool. Okay. So you have that step. And then once you are in the Express Entry profile mm -hmm. uh, system, sorry, you will wait for an invitation to get an invitation to apply. So that's mm -hmm. where, you know, that's the second step. And then uh, you will, we will uh, take you through the process to get now the permanent residence application. So um, I could say that uh, the first step could take probably about six months in terms of um, 
preparing. All right. You know, there's a lot of things that you need to prepare. There's an uh, English or French test that you also have to go through. You have to submit. So there are uh, a lot of things that uh, you need to prepare. So overall, we could see that for t 12 months, you need to prepare for 12 months. Your profile will be put in the systems, and as Nikki mentioned, it will be valid for another 12 months. Okay, all right. All right, I'm an electrician, and I'm interested. How can I apply if I qualify? Okay, so I'll speak generally to trades because, you know, that way we can make a general for your audience. Um, so electricians, plumbers, uh, AC mechanics, all kinds of trades are also in demand in Canada. But it's a very different process because when you're an electrician or another tradesperson, because you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with the public in terms of safety, security, these kinds of things. They want to make sure that you have Canadian equivalency, uh, knowledge, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a different process for tradespeople mm -hmm. where you may have to get some kind of um, sort of recognition by a Canadian authority, a regulatory body, to see the equivalency of your, of your credentials and your work experience. So the program is called the Federal Skilled Trades Program. And it is quite com complex, mm -hmm. but you can look it up online. Uh, if you're interested, you can call us about it and we can tell you about it. Mm -hmm. But because of this extra sort of safety aspect, mm -hmm. uh, there's extra steps involved for those people. So That's how right. can people get in touch with you? Where do we find you? Okay, well, we have a website, uh, www.ciel, that's C-I-E-L hyphen immigration.com. Um, they can call us. Um, my number is 055 Zero zero five five eight eight eight. One more time, please. Mine is zero two four one three one eight eight nine zero. Mine again is zero five five zero zero five five eight eight eight. And again, they can call us at zero two four one three one eight eight nine zero. Zero two four one three one eight eight nine zero. So let me repeat the number. So zero five five zero zero five five triple eight. That's right. And then zero two four one three one eight eight nine zero. Yes. The website is cl hyphen immigration. That's right. Dot com. That's right. All right. So people should give themselves at least how many months to go through the process? Four months, three months. It's not a one week thing no it takes so time it depends it depends so if we're looking at students mm -hmm. let's say you want to go study in canada mm -hmm. um i would say give yourself six to eight months start okay? planning six or eight months ahead yeah, exactly. so if you start at now least, it's like september at least oh and yeah we're, we're yeah exactly we're already starting to get a little bit late for september it depends Good. on where you're at Good. if you've chosen your school already mm -hmm. and you've applied to the school we can do your, your study your phone is already beeping yes yeah. it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> let me put the numbers again zero five five zero Zero five five triple eight, right? So zero five five zero zero five five triple eight, and then zero two four one, three one eight eight nine zero. Yes. You can just say you listen to them on City, <laughs> and you want to go to Canada. They should help you. You will pay. <laughs> it's not free. Yes, you yes. will pay. These are private company, but they will give you good advice. They will help you simplify the process. You will not waste money. You won't throw your money away. They are not middlemen or con men to do visa connection. No, they are basically helping you to understand the process and go through so that you have peace of mind that's what they're doing for you and the quality of information you provide will determine the quality of service you get True. so when they ask you for information all your documents get genuine documents yes. 
do the right thing. Don't go and be doing two by four things and then say, <laughs> I called, they couldn't get me visa. This is not visa connection. And this is Canada special. Although they can also give general advice about immigration to other parts of the world, they are specialized in Canada as well. And every service is built. So make sure you pay when, when you call as well. Thank you, guys. Uh, Marie, good to see you again. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Nikki Ali, also good to see you there from CL Immigration, talking to us about emigrating to Canada. But it's cold, by the way. So if you're going, <laughs> it's not <laughs> Canada, it's, it's a cold country. <laughs> yeah. Effective Living Series is next, brought to you by EDC, Enterprise Insurance, and Hallmark Freight and Logistics. Today we're talking about financial planning. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. another edition of the effective living series this program is part of our springboard for 2022 this is our second week we're focusing on families and we have three main dimensions we are talking about finance we're talking fertility and we're talking about food and my guest this morning is going to help us to appreciate how to plan our finances or how to achieve financial wellness you can be healthy physically but you can be sick financially and sometimes financial sickness <laughs> can even affect your health. <laughs> My guest is the head of sales at Stambic Investment Management Services, which is, uh, I'm sure, part of the Stambic Group. She's in the person of Maku Emisa. Maku, thank you for joining us. Well, How are you doing? I am doing great. Maku is also a leadership and financial coach. So football teams, individuals <laughs> who want to do well in 2022, if you want to win AFCON, you are not seeing top. Maku can help you. So when they say you're a coach, what does it mean? What do coach financial and leadership coaches do? So coaches generally help you mm. or hold your hand and get you to where you want to be. Okay. We are more like your cheerleaders. All right. So wherever you want to get to, you actually need a coach. And a coach needs a coach. So I have a coach myself. I see. <laughs> I, see. I thought only athletes needed coaches. No. Amazing. Everyone. Mm. Everyone. And a good place to start is the Association of Coaching Practitioners. Oh, okay. When you check their website, you find for every area that you need wellness in terms of the finances well-being mm -hmm. health all of that mm. so yes i i help people get to the objective so you can put me on a program if i want to improve my leadership or my finances you can put me on a program so it's it's not really a program we work with you with your timing okay and we help you to fine-tune your objectives mm -hmm. so that's what coaching did for me 
I remember I worked with one of my coaches and she asked me where I want to get to. She helped me to fine tune my objectives and then walked me through to so help you to make smart goals in terms of having timelines and running towards them. Interestingly, at the end of the year, I ticked all my boxes, including getting pregnant that year. <laughs> You even planned that. I even planned that. Amazing. There's nothing that you have to take out of it. Uh, it's incredible. So today we're talking about achieving financial wellness. What do we mean by that? Or what do you hope to speak about? Financial wellness. So I was thinking about it and I sent um, a proposal to one of my clients to mm -hmm. speak to their institution on financial wellness. And it was an email I sent. So when mm -hmm. he called me, he mm -hmm. said, you said my people are sick financially, so come and talk to us. And I loved. And I was thinking about the symptoms you can actually get from being financially unwell. Headaches is one of them. Mm -hmm. Running stomach is one of them. Mm. Imagine a debtor calls you <laughs> and you don't have the money. Mm. You can easily get a running I'm stomach out you. of that. I'm Panic you. attacks when mm. you don't have money and your wife comes to you and asks for chop money or school fees. Mm. So you need to be well financially. You have mm. to be settled when it comes to your finances. And mm. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't just happen. You will need to put in the steps and work towards it. From what you sent, it suggests financial wellness is a journey. It is. So where does it start from? How do you go along that journey? The first thing for me when it comes to the journey is appreciating your current context. Okay. Where are you now? Mm -hmm. So I, I love the Effective Living series. You've been doing this for some time. And I noticed that in every one of them, there's a time you talk about finances, from 2018 all the way down here. And so I asked myself, Every year in January, the, the, the months look so long. Charlie? Everybody says that January has more than 31 days. They call it January bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> January is deadly. And after listening to Effective Living series all this while, are you still broke in January? Mm. If you are still saying I'm broke in January, then you need to hear the message every time and mm -hmm. do something small mm -hmm. to change your current context. Okay. So if last year you were broke in January, you couldn't manage your finances well enough so that you have money enough for January expenses. Mm -hmm. This year in 2022, something must change so that at Christmas 2022, you make certain decisions for January 2023 to be better for you. Mm. So... You need to appreciate your context. You need to appreciate where you are currently. What steps have you put in place? Where I am in the journey? Mm -hmm. And that will help you to set your objectives. Mm. So the first thing for me is where I am now. Mm -hmm. And then where do you want to get to go? And where do I want to go? Mm. Recently, I had a, a, a talk on retiring on your terms. Mm. You, can, you can retire on your terms. It, it really... Wow. It's possible, okay. but you need to know what your terms are to work towards it. Mm -hmm. So know your current context, know where you want to get to, and that will give you the journey you have to take to get there. Mm. Yeah. So to get there, I'm, I'm sure there are some pillars that you build your, your financial life on. So what are these foundations? The, the first thing for me is um, drawing a plan. Okay having a plan when you want to build mm -hmm. i'm not sure that you just 
find the site and then you go with your tools and machines and start building. Mm -hmm. You need to have the blueprint. Mm -hmm. How does the structure look like for you? Is it a story building? Is it a two-bedroom house? Do you have a lawn in front of it? Mm -hmm. All these things will inform your decision as to what amount of money is going into it, mm. how much time you need to get there. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing something right, you need to adjust it. Okay. So the first thing for me is drawing up a financial plan. Mm -hmm. It may sound very easy, but it's not that easy to just get up and draw a plan. I suggest you find an investment advisor. Okay. And in Ghana, we have various institutions that do that. Okay. It doesn't come at a charge. So just walk into the institution and say, you know what, I want to retire in my own home. Mm. Your objective can be as simple as that. Okay. I want to retire in my own home with my wife by my side and my kids all leaving me at home. So that, even, that sentence alone for an, an advisor like me will let me know that the home you want to retire in is not a seven-bedroom house but a two or three bedroom house and then you want your, your kids or your children to be out of the house by retirement okay. so what are you doing for them for them to be financially sound for to leave the house because if they don't have money if they don't have jobs they'll still be living in your house mm. so that simple line for me it's the objective and then we sit down and assess your current situation and walk you through it. Mm. The second thing I want to look at once you come in and you mention that line to me is your budget. Okay. What are you doing now mm. in terms of a budget? And a budget tells you where your money goes to instead of wondering where it, it went. That, that, that quote just does it for me because there are a lot of times people will say, where is my money? I thought I had money in my pocket. The money wings. has developed wings. But if you put a line to it that this is supposed to do that, mm -hmm. then it would work for you. Okay. And there's another quote that I love when it says that we spend money we don't have on things we don't need to impress people we don't like. I like that. So you buy, you, you decide to buy a car and you buy one that is fully loaded i hear there's something like that has mm -hmm. reverse camera Everything. has the touch button but the people that matter to you like your three-year-old or your four-year-old just needs a car to take him and bring him back but that colleague that will say wow this is fully loaded you really don't even like him but you want to borrow money from the bank to buy a fully loaded car do you need it for the people who you don't even care about but when you understand what your budget is when you understand what your fixed costs are, and then you have made provision for savings, you know that some things you don't just have to spend on. So make room for savings on your budget. Pay yourself. It's said every time. When you receive your salary, that is not your money. You actually pay yourself when you save. So you pay everybody else aside yourself if you are not saving on a monthly basis. Your salary is not yours. So the budget is like the principle behind how you spend your money. Yes. It guides how you, so right. that you don't get up wondering what happened to my money. Exactly. Mm. And for families, since <clears throat> we are talking about rebuilding families, one mm. thing COVID has taught us is that 
anything can happen. Yep. We woke up one day hmm. and we had to go on lockdown. Hmm. And if you were the breadwinner of the family and you, you, you were told to stay home because hmm. really the business is not doing that well because you thrived on organizing events like City. Is it Mogo or... <laughs> Mogo, December to remember. December, all these events, Charlie. all of a sudden, they are not there anymore. Mm. And you're not receiving what you have to receive. What is your backup? Mm. So in terms of rebuilding the families, families have to sit down and draw up a budget mm. where the money should go to. And it's good that you put your monies together. I know people are against joint accounts and all of those things. My, my understanding of putting your money together is knowing where the monies are going to. It doesn't mm. mean that put all your money, money in a joint account and be taken out, but okay. know where the monies are going to allocate them. Mm. Make room for miscellaneous as well. Make room for family vacations. So make it a bit flexible. Yes. Don't be too rigid. No, don't be too rigid. I see. And so in the financial pillars, you have the financial plan as the top. Then you have the budget as the second one. What other legs of the... The pillar. How many pillars do we have in this in this building? I have an odd number of nine. Nine pillars. Yes. I see. So your financial plan is one. Your budget is another the one. Budget is another one. Which other one do you have? But I would put a retirement plan in the financial plan. A retirement plan within the financial yes, plan. Yes, because that's another pillar that I have. Okay. Everyone will retire at a point in time. Mm -hmm. So you need to work around it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait for retirement to come. There was recently, my institution also organized a, a program where we brought in one retiree that we manage. And he said on retirement, his, his company offered to extend his contract for him. And he actually rejected it. Wow. Would you reject <laughs> an extension of your contract at retirement? It depends on how you plan for it. Mm. So now he's doing what he wants and what he enjoys to do, which is lecturing. Mm. And he has enough money to take care of his home and himself. Amazing. So don't wait for retirement to plan your retirement. You don't start wait planning for retirement now. Plans. So the retirement plan is part of the financial plan. It's part of the financial plan. So that reduces it to eight. Eight. Good. Once you have done your budget mm -hmm. and you have made room for savings, don't just leave it there. Invest it. Okay. So invest the money that you have saved. Okay. There's a saying that goes like... So saving comes first before investment. Yes. You, you have to find the money to save. Okay. But when you leave it in savings, it doesn't grow. The way money works for you is when it's an investment. I get it. And if you don't find a way to make money work for you, you work for money until you die. Mm. So when you save, you put money down to make it bulk. Yes. Then you put it in an instrument that then grows beyond exactly. your control. Yes. That's what is investment. Yes. And that is what is making money work for you. Making money work for you. Yes. Amazing. And it doesn't take leave. Mm. Sick leave, no. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go on holidays. It's working around the clock, 24 hours for mm. you. So make sure that the savings you have is not just lying in some savings accounts that is not returning that much. Mm. But it's also put in an instrument, just like you said, Bernard, and it's returning some good money for you. There are people that on retirement, the returns on their funds is what they live on, in addition to what SNET is giving them. Wow. So again, I think that I had that in mind as well in terms of retirement planning. Don't rely just on SNET. The, when I checked, the minimum payout now is 300 Ghana CDs. It's terrible. 
it's not enough. Mm. If if today your monthly salary is around two thousand, five thousand, do you think you can live on? And this is even your your institution giving you lunch, and they are paying for your health medicals. They are taking care of maybe your rent or something. Imagine at retirement, all of these things are not there. And you are getting three hundred. And you are getting three hundred. You need to do something else to support it. And the invest, investment does a good job at supporting what you will get from SNIT at retirement. Okay. This is still the Effective Living Series. We're talking about financial wellness. This is part of week two, which is on the family. And we essentially focus on three dimensions of family, uh, fertility, finances, and food. My guest is Maku Emisa. She's the head of sales at Stambik Investment Management Company or Services which is part of the stomach group. She's given us some interesting pillars already under your, your financial wellness plan. You have the financial plan, you have the budget. The retirement plan is part of the financial plan. She's also talking about savings and investment. What else is there as one of the legs of this, your, the pillars of your financial wellness strategy? So after you've done your budget, I've gone through a lot of, been on a lot of, platforms where I talk about planning with what you have and they always say that madam the money is not even enough, we have enough. <laughs> so when you are saying that we should find a way to save some of the money it's not enough for us to find what I tell them is find a way to make extra income good your eight to five job mm. It's just not enough. Mm. I don't know how my parents survived with the <laughs> age to five. But, well, my dad didn't. He had wow. something else that he was doing. Mm. And, and that is what changed the game for him as well. Okay. And I use him always when I'm, I'm speaking because his story speaks to me. Mm -hmm. There's something that God puts in every man. Mm. You have a talent. Mm. You might be working in an institution that does not bring out what you do, like playing the guitar, like writing, like singing, or being mm. a talkative like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sit on that gem. Mm. Find something doing with it. Initially, when you start, it might seem like it's really not bringing in anything. But harness it, mm. hone it, and with time, you can actually start asking people to pay for it. And it brings in much fulfillment. So whatever it is you're doing now, in the year 2022, I want you to start thinking, what else can I do? Because your eight to five is really not enough. If your budget is not allowing you to make room for savings and investment, please find something else that will add on to what you're doing. That's what you mean, the extra income stream. Yes. Here we call it Galamse. <laughs> That's what we call it, a city. So that's yes. another pillar in this one, the extra yes. income. What else is there to know in relation to the financial strategy? Another thing that has helped me, and I included, mm -hmm. is having accountability partners. Accountability partners? Yes. Wow, what is that? Your coach can be one. Mm -hmm. Your wife, your partner, your husband can be one. Your friends can be one. Mm -hmm. So the, the journey to financial wellness is a long one. Mm -hmm. When you even say journey, it's long. Mm. You get tired along the way. Mm. You lose focus along the way. Mm -hmm. You need someone that is by the roadside that is cheering you on, that keep your eyes focused on the goal. Mm -hmm. So when you write down your goals or your objective or your financial plan, make sure you show it to someone. 
that mm. holds you accountable to getting where you want to get to. Mm -hmm. I have this friend that is unrelenting when it comes to my goals. I show her my goals at the beginning of the year and every quarter she calls me, Miriam, let's walk through it. And this doesn't have to do with just my finances, but my personal development. I'm very keen on that. So um, she asked me, so you said you wanted to have about 20k in your child's account by March. How is that going? <laughs> so if I haven't done anything, I immediately start thinking, okay, let me adjust something mm. and put some money somewhere. Mm. The journey is long. You can't run it by yourself. You will get tired. You need cheerleaders. So find accountability partners. That is also very One of the key important for me. pillars. Yes. Amazing stuff. What other pillar do you have? So if you mentioned about five. Oh. You've mentioned the financial plan itself. Yes. You've mentioned the budget. Yes. You've mentioned savings and investment. Yes. That's three. You said the retirement plan is part of the financial plan. Yes. So it's still three. Yes. Then you've mentioned extra income stream. Yes. That's four. And then you've mentioned accountability plan. That's five. Yes. So we, we have three legs more. We have three legs more. So an eight-legged table. <laughs> this, this table has only three legs. So yours is eight legs. Okay. So I'll go through that. The next thing for me is start paying off debts. Okay. Start paying off your debts. Yes. That is one of the things that makes you have the running stomach and the headaches. <laughs> so there are two ways that you can do that mm -hmm. that I have learned. It's the debt avalanche or the snowball. The debt avalanche or the snowball. Can yes. you elaborate? The debt avalanche is when you, you list your debts and you pay off first the ones that have the high um, interest. Okay. So you have you have um, a loan from a savings loan, for instance. Those are higher in terms of um, interest, mm. and then you have one from the traditional banks, and then you have one from fa family members, for instance. Mm. You start focusing on the one that is with a savings inv um, and investment savings, savings and, and loan. Sorry. So start with the higher interest, interest ones. ones. Mm -hmm. Those ones sometimes are difficult because you, you are paying it and you don't see much difference in terms of how your loan is, your debt is reducing. But it's cheaper because the higher the interest, the more it squeezes you month on month. So have your eye, list them up and have your eye on the one with the higher interest. The second one, which is a snowball, is when you list them, pay off the smaller ones first. That also is easy, a bit easier because it gives you a sense of, okay, I had five, first one gone, second one. So that gives you the push and the motivation to clear them. But it's one key principle that you need to implement when you want to be well financial. Look at your loans and try and settle them. Um, I was talking to a friend who called me. He said, I'm, I'm very keen on helping my family. I really need to help them. Mm -hmm. I have to pay for my child's school fees. Mm -hmm. My brother is also in school. I have to pay for his fees. I just got a new job that I'm mm -hmm. getting 8,000. And when I was done with that, I have 150 Ghana CDs left. Oh. And this has no savings at all in it. Wow. So when I went through, I said, okay, take your time. Let's list them. Mm. Let's list the things you have to do. And in the debt, I asked her, some of them I asked her, um, this person, okay, it's a friend. He doesn't really mind if I pay it now yeah, or take later. Your take your time. Reduce. Give him something small. 
or if he's okay, you don't hold it off mm -hmm. and put that one in savings for yourself. When he comes, you have some money there mm. for you. So look at your debt. And when I was done with her, she actually had thousand five hundred left. Wow, tenfold yes. increase. Yes, that she could mm. she could save part of it. Mm. So sometimes they say cash is king. You need to pay off your debts, but don't be in a hurry to pay all of them and, and be left broke. Mm. So make sure you have sorted out the, the pressing ones. You need a debt management strategy. Yes. So the debt avalanche is one. Definitely. What is the snowball? The snowball is what I mentioned. Okay. So the smaller ones first. First, and then it becomes bigger. Uh, yes. So and then it gives you okay. also the sense that you're, you're reducing it because you had five loans. So you start with the smaller the ones. The small ones. That's and, a that, and that goes off fast. Okay. The avalanche <clears throat> makes it difficult sometimes because the high interest ones may be bigger. So even though you are paying off, you don't see it as fast as the snowball. Amazing. But it's also cheaper because it's expensive to maintain those mm. ones. Okay. Yeah. Let's move to the next pillar then. The next one is to avoid the quick cash schemes. Avoid the quick cash schemes. Yes. What are the quick cash schemes? So we, 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 we've seen a lot of them in the past. Mm -hmm. And one of them is men's gold. We want to make money fast. Mm -hmm. When you want to invest your money, time is important. Being consistent is important and being patient. You grow it over time. And with time, it will become bigger with a compounding effect. So when someone is promising you about 10% above the risk-free rate, mm. you need to question a bit more mm what they are using the money for and where they are placing the funds. How to are get they getting the returns yes. so quickly? How are they getting it? Because some of them don't make sense. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense, it, it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense to you, it probably doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And if it sounds too good to be true, it's really too good to be true. Mm. So just watch. It. Your money is your treasure. Mm. So don't just put it somewhere that you will lose it. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're putting it in an investment that you understand. Most of us don't understand the investments that we do. And whoever is speaking to you, if they are not able to explain it to you in simple terms, then they don't understand it themselves. Okay. What's the final pillar in this? My strategy? final pillar is to create an emergency fund. Okay. It's not the fund when they call you that there's a funeral in your hometown, so you should bring money that you go into to go and take the money. In my understanding, the emergency fund is really a fund that when you have lost your job, for instance, mm -hmm. you have the capability to take care of yourself and your family for at least six months. Wow. Before your next job or before you land your next job or before you find your footing. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a formal work environment and you're earning salary, mm -hmm. my advice is to build a fund or a portfolio that has a minimum of six months of your salary okay so if you are earning two thousand you should have a fund that has twelve thousand in it and truth be told i don't have that yet <laughs> i'm still building mine six months salary untouched yes as an emergency fund yes amazing and make sure that you have that 
Okay. If anything happens, you know that you can fall on it before your next move, before the next strategy you take. You, you have various securities or uh, instruments that you can put your money into mm -hmm. it, which is government bonds, bills, mm -hmm. equities. And the higher they get, the more complicated they become. <laughs> and you need advice on, on going in for them. But what I talk about most of the time is the collective investment schemes. Okay. You don't, you don't need much expertise because you're giving the money to someone who understands... Who's like a fund manager. Yes. Okay. Who understands the business and is able to place them in, in um, funds that will be able to generate your, your, the, the kind of returns that you want. So simply the collective investment schemes or mutual funds, as some people know it, is when investors with the same objective. So I want a short-term investment. I want a long-term investment. These people, they don't know each other, but they still come together, put their monies together and invest. The sweet thing about collective investments is whatever you get. In my fund, the, the fund that I manage, for instance, the minimum you need is 20 Ghana cities. And 20 on a monthly basis can grow into something big for you with time. So someone has 20 Ghana cities. Another institutions, and institutions can even invest in, in collective investments as well. So not just individuals? Not just individuals. So there are institutions in there. And my 20 Ghana cities and your 1 million, we are actually both getting wow. a 16% return. Makwemisa speaking on the Effective Living Series on Financial Planning. That's all we have time for. Thanks for listening.